What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Thought we were going to go all NFL today because we did have a favorite guest, Will Smith, on to talk QB tiers, but us three Yankee fans just couldn't stay away. We had to do a little bit of a bitching session. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Enjoy the pod, and we will be back soon. Just about to say the same thing. It's fucking. It, it really is a, a debacle. You know, Sean. I, I know we want to make this quick, but I have not watched an inning of Yankees baseball outside of the extra innings a couple days ago in weeks. I am full on. I just turned off the Mets game. I think I'm all in. I know you are. You're a fraud, and then so I don't want to hear one more. <laughs> That's thing fine. About I'll take Alabama I'll take that right on again. the chin. There you go. I don't want to hear one more thing about Alabama yeah, yeah. ever again. Um, but I did get to see your your pretty face last week when I was yes. back, and it was awesome to see you, bro. You're looking and happy, and uh, it was great that I got to see you. I'm so happy that we both made the time to do it, man. You got to do things like that when the when the guys are in town. I was so happy you were back. I hope it uh, recharged the batteries a little bit. I know you got you got a little bit of a food tour in, which I love to do in towns that I don't frequent often. You know, oh, get yeah. all the old spots out of the way, and and you know that's more important than even catching up with people. If you had told me I got to go to Parma, I can't see you, I got to cancel, I would have said. <laughs> Dude, I get it. It's it's more important, but I hope it was uh, I hope it was refreshing and uh, recharged the batteries to finish up the summer going into the fall here. No, dude, it was awesome, and it was funny because like obviously I know you had a lot going on yourself, and I was trying to just like fit everybody in in the, in the schedule and. Oh yeah, you were tight. You were like, you were like checking your watch. Like I, I, you guys are this. You guys are in this slot in the schedule. I'm like, what is this guy? A fucking lawyer? It felt like it. I was like, (laughs) shit, man. Everybody wants a piece of Sean. I know it was that, that. It was nice though. Like I saw everybody I wanted to see, but I don't know how you felt. But like when we were hanging out with the secretary and his lovely wife, like I was thinking, I'm like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. No, not at all. I mean, when you talk to people frequently, it's 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 like it it never 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 happened. Um, but we do miss you up here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it sparked something and you wanting to come back home. I I don't know. Maybe it if, actually did the opposite. <laughs> it like it, it made me. It, I had such a good time and I saw everybody. But when I was like, I had quiet time to myself. You know, I was crashing at my brother's. So, like, when they were working, him and his fiance, or I kind of was just hanging by myself for a tiny bit, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't miss living here as my permanent residence. But it also made me think, like, damn, it was so great to live here as long as I did. And, Absolutely. But and you know what? That, I'd have that upbringing up there, too. As much as, I, as much as I selfishly want you to come home, that's a good thing. Because you made the right decision, and, and there's, no, there's no what ifs about it. You know that you made the right decision, and, and that's great. Yeah, man, it, it, it is. It, it reaffirmed 
my decision to be here now almost two years in, but I had a great time. It was awesome seeing you. I appreciate you making the time around your schedule um, and everybody listening that I was able to see. I appreciate you guys uh, being so flexible with your time. So now that I'm back and you're, you're in your routine and I'm back in mine, just got to lead off, Tom. We have some resolution on the Deshaun Watson situation, obviously. We have been talking about this for a long time. I think we've done a really responsible job discussing the parameters of what a suspension could look like. We obviously got the ruling from the judge that was six games. The NFL was going to appeal. They wanted a full season. And it seems that the NFL and NFLPA settled on 11 games, and that's what Deshaun Watson's going to serve. What do you think about that? Where are your thoughts at in terms of the suspension and where that leaves the Cleveland Browns? Obviously way on down the line in terms of priorities, but uh, just what went through your mind when you heard that announcement the other day? Um, a lot to unpack there, a lot of different answers to give, but first of all, um, I think the reason why Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA agreed to that was because they were staring down a full season in the face. Um, that's the only reason why they'd go to almost double those games. I, From a personal and a moral standpoint, I don't think it's enough. I've, I've expressed what you know ever other leagues have done and whatnot with Trevor Bauer and a bunch of other players, but... You know, given their their past history, I have to give the NFL credit on this one. I give obviously no credit to Deshaun Watson. I mean, I know that there was settlements and there was never a there was never any legal issues there, but there was money paid out. Something definitely happened. And then from an from an NFL on the field perspective, I'll tell you, I, I was saying to some of my coworkers and whatnot, I was like, shit, I might. If this is six-game sticks, I might take the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC. They got so much talent on that team. If if whoever their backup is, I think it was um, the guy who used to be Jacoby the Cardinal. Yeah. Oh, it's Jacoby Brissett. Even better. Shit. I'm, I might even still think about it. But I thought well, it was, they have Rosen, too. I, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Um, I was going to say, if they can go 3-3 three and three and hold down to Ford, I mean, I could, Watson could win every single game from then on out, and they could be going to the Super Bowl. But now... That stays on the back burner. I, I think the Browns probably miss the playoffs this year. I don't know. We'd have to really take a look at the schedule and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of my 360 view of it. Uh, how do you feel in all assets? All facets, was, excuse me, assets. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fine. I know what you meant. It, I think that was a good answer by you. You kind of covered it all there. Um, you know, to me, obviously, I, was, uh, I wanted the full suspension just – Mostly due to the fact that he has continued to show throughout this entire process no contrition. He has not admitted that he's done anything wrong. Uh, he has said that he's a great guy, an upstanding guy, and that because they settled the lawsuits that everything's fine. And, you know, again, they're civil suits and they were settled great, but that doesn't mean shit. And obviously the NFL wanted a full season, which I give Goodell credit for. Yep. But, um, you know, the fact that they met in the middle of, you know, they got more than six which was obviously a joke, uh, and got 11, so he's going to miss the majority of the season or we'd be able to play the final six games of the year. So I think that's a win uh, for, for the NFL. You know, I, I was thinking about this too. October is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? And the NFL has the pink in the end zones. And I think it would have been pretty disgraceful if Deshaun Watson was playing uh, and having to wear, you know, any kind of, any kind of pink or, you know, t discussing, you know, women equality and, and everything of that nature. 
Um, so I'm glad that he's not going to be a face of that. That was another thing that went through my mind. Hmm. And, and finally, too, like, I'm going to be actively rooting against the Browns because of the Haslam family. Um, they have not seemed like they've taken the taken the bull by the horns and made sure that they are telling Deshaun Watson, hey, how about you just show a little bit of contrition here? Um, I'm going to be actively rooting against Deshaun Watson, who it really sucks because he's you know, awesome he, on the field. He, he, and you know how I felt about him. I, I loved him coming out of Clemson. I loved him at Clemson. I've loved his NFL career up until now. Um, but again, the, the lack of the lack of acknowledgement on his end to just about everything is, is pretty appalling. So uh, I'm going to be actively rooting against that organization and him in particular. No doubt. I think we wrapped it up pretty good there. I mean, the one thing I will say is I would not be shocked if this isn't over. In which, what regard? That there's more, that there's more women. Ooh, okay. Honestly, yeah. I mean, this yeah. guy, clearly, he's a serial, whatever you want to call it, whomever. Well, he considers massage therapists as prostitutes. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I when you have, <laughs> that's an addiction, and that ain't easy to, no addictions are easy to kick. As you know, at one well, point in my life, Sean, I used to be a drug counselor. That's true, and uh, you know it was really you, you've touched a lot of lives. Um, I did believe it or not. I, I believe I believe you. I, I'm not saying that as an asshole. I, I believe you. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen. I I think that it's it's hard to say that you're going to fix an addiction when you don't acknowledge that you have one. Mm, uh, which that's is not. I done, th- so. listen. I'm not a big twelve step guy, but I'm pretty sure that's step number one. <laughs> Not yeah, a bit, I think it but is. yeah, it it is. Yeah. It's acknowledgement that there is a problem. Um, Whether you're dragged there or you go on your own volition, yeah. Uh, well, no. At some point, you need to have an, a a rock bottom moment and an enlightenment. And I think, I mean, I guess eleven games, five million dollars to whoever, whomever, in restitutions, and no pay for those eleven games isn't enough. And I don't think it's enough either. I I don't know. I think I I think he's damn near getting off scot free. Yeah, he got lucky. He got lucky because he'll sure. be able to play. And as, if they, like you said, I mean, it's a lot more than six games now. But if they hang in there and the AFC wild card, remember, I mean, what, there's another team. What now, was his so contract? Well, I mean, what's a what's five million dollars plus whatever the amount of eleven of eleven games is to uh, what was it? Damn near three hundred million dollars guaranteed. Yes, yeah, the highest level of gar- or the highest amount of guaranteed. Drop in the bucket. Ever. Yeah, it's nothing. I don't feel bad for him. In, uh, in the least bit. And I don't, uh, and again, I don't feel bad for the Browns. I mean, listen, no. there, we know that the Falcons were in on him. We knew there were other teams trying to just throw themselves in, in front of Watson. And he chose the Browns because the Browns were the most desperate. And I feel terrible, you know, the fact that they get to, they get to possibly see him come back and, and, and win them a potential division or, or get into the postseason. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I'm glad that we hopefully now are done talking about Deshaun Watson off the field. And in November, we'll be discussing him making his, his uh, first appearance. No doubt about it. All right. Let's get him on here. Will Smith, our special guest. We are doing QB tiers today. I sat and looked long and hard at the reference. And let's get him on. Let's do it. All right, we have Will Smith in with us. Will, it's great to talk to you, man. Uh, we wanted to bring you on for our quarterback tiers. Uh, Tom, I brought this to your attention. We've done this a few times and thought this would be a good idea to waste 
uh, a week here in August, but we're using Mike Sando of the athletic. Uh, he put together his 2022 quarterback tier. So that's what we're going to reference. Um, and then we'll just give each of our tiers and kind of have some banter. Yeah, that sounds good. Will, I miss you, bud. It's great to have you back on. Um, um uh- what are you going to say, bud? Oh, I miss both of you guys. It's a pleasure to be back on with both of you. By the way, I do have a gift waiting for you at my house. It's it's pretty disgusting, and I want to get it out of my house. It's some <laughs> some paraphernalia of a team I'm not happy to have in my mom's house. Okay, so it's not like I'm Zach Wilson, I'm a dog? No, that would be uh-huh. – I actually, I already have – I already got a hat for that. Oh. Um, it's like going to be pretty sick. Super Bowl champs, 2022. <laughs> um. Yeah, he'll be he'll be mentioned in the tiers, but yes, I do have a gift. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back to it. Do, I think we had Will on for the first time. We did this. We did, did. We not. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's good to it's good to keep the tradition rolling. Um, yeah, this is the, that was the time that uh, Sean put Eli Manning in tier two, I believe. No, 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 no. It was the end of tier three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not as egregious, but still pretty bad. Um, so yeah, it Will age well. <laughs> Let's see what has happened in the sports world since the last time we had you on. Um, I guess I can finally admit on the pod if I haven't already to Will's face. He was right about Wilson Contreras. I'm a man of my word here. Um, Gary Sanchez is now a Minnesota twin, and I don't even know if he's playing. So you were right about that. Um, And then I'm going to give you 10 seconds on the Kansas Jayhawks. One, two, three, go. Um, All I have to say is Natty Champs. Um, Alumni. Uh, I had to get my online degree, but national champs. Did you get your online degree in bullshit? Yeah, that at that South Carolina University. <laughs> We're still on that. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I got to be honest. When Joe made you pick, I think you picked the right one because I picked South. I I picked Kansas because you know South Carolina football. You play in the SEC. You lose to Sean's fraud Alabama team every single year, yep. and it's just three teams. That, South Carolina could, you know, maybe get to eighteen. Well, I mean, look at the year. look at the Big Twelve or or whatever it is now. It's fucking wide open. I mean, if Kansas gets a couple three star and four star recruits in there, they could win that. Kansas is uh, over under is two and a half wins. Pound the over. Pound it. Pound I mean, because Texas and Oklahoma are going to be gone soon, so yeah. I think that thing's wide open between them and yeah. Oklahoma State. So yeah, it's just going to be a Big Twelve Kansas basketball, Kansas football. Proud to be a Jayhawk. Mm. I th- one that's day, really one sweet. day, I really would like to see you. I don't even care if you take one of those bullshit certificates. Just get a piece of paper and put it up on your wall that you did something for Kansas. Oh, I'm putting it right above my bed. Honestly, if you bought one of those like bricks that they put in all the paths at colleges, give yourself like an in memoriam even when you're alive to yourself. If you uh, donate I, I, money I, to the school to the point where you get a brick, which is probably a lot more money than we even think, it's probably like twenty five k to get a brick. Yeah, like, honestly, you know, when I'm on, when I'm on a deathbed and I have all this money and I'm like, oh, I can't fucking, you know, I can't have it all. I'm gonna donate to Kansas and be like alumnus Will Smith. Or you could give it to me, but that's all right too. All right, boys. <laughs> and no congratulations. Much appreciated. No, I was about to say that, but I thought we were gonna jump right in. Uh, you know, Tom's off the market. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a big thing. You know, uh, Michaela's a, a very strong woman coming into this family. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. I am engaged. Congratulations, my man. Thank I you. I got to see you the day before you did. You announced it. It was That was awesome. I'm really yes. happy for you. 
Thank you for being around, my friend. I didn't know if you knew, Will. Sean was up on the East Coast, but he was a very busy man. He did not have any time for any messing around. He had a strict schedule to stick to. He had to see so, a lot of people. The, the only question I have for Sean is, did Frenchie propose yet or no? Oh, no, no, no. See, he's off the market, too. Yeah, he's been engaged now for a little over a year. I heard he was looking into becoming a Mormon, though. Yeah, you don't know him very well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the fact that he could have two wives and you could be one of them. Yeah, that's nice of you. Last You're question. Nice is it true that you guys used to walk the hallways like in, at uh, Western Connecticut State University, go uh, whatever they are now because they changed their name? I'm an alumnus yeah, as well. Yeah, they're not the Colonials anymore. Right? No, they're just the, the – I don't even know. I saw it on – I saw it on – instagram or something but i don't know what it is but isn't it true that you used to walk the hallways and he used to pull his pockets inside out and you'd hold it like you were a prison bitch or no oh yeah for sure <laughs> i mean as a as a danbury resident i even i heard that at the local bar <laughs> at rosie t's <laughs> <laughs> all right you boys ready to jump in or do you want to take some jabs at me uh, they'll come up probably when you mispronounce a couple of names. On yeah. The pod, so we're good. Yeah. I already uh, used we'll the mispronunciation. We'll, we'll, we'll cover there. We'll cover Sh- there. Sean, over under Tom says Washington Redskins or San Diego Chargers. Um, I've been okay with get, that lately. I think he's going to get one of them. And then I think when we go through the names of the quarterbacks, I say at least I'll put the same one. I'll say one to two that he, he has on the wrong team. Okay. I respect that. <sighs> Accurate. Accurate. All right. Well, we'll see, Sean. It's going to be a big year for the picks this year. We'll see. It's going to be a big year for the picks. What are you, 2-1? and one? Uh, Yeah, because we didn't count 2020, right? So. Yeah, we were kind of lazy that year. COVID got to us. All right, you guys want to start off at Tier 5 and work our way up or, or do the Tier 1 and work our way down? I like Tier 1 down. Let's do that then. You're the CEO. Yep. All right, boys. Will? You are the guest. Go ahead with your tier one quarterbacks. So are we going right off of just the the list that uh No, we made our own, you motherfucker. I, I mean, told you to use yeah. that as a reference. Alright. So I have I have five in my tier one. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna say this just to say it because I think he's gonna have a huge year. And don't get don't get me wrong, he's not the best, but I think he's gonna have the best year. My number one is Josh Allen. Okay. So I have Josh Allen. Then I have Patrick Mahomes. Even with the loss of Tyree Kill, I still think he finds a way to get the ball to Kelsey. And Juju. I think Juju, Juju will have a decent year there. Um, so I have him. And then I have, you know, Mr. Uh, COVID himself, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then I have... Uh, at four, I have Justin Herbert of the L.A. Chargers. Mm. And Good then at ra- rounding out, I have Tom Brady. Just, you got to put the goat in the top tier. I, I like that. I like that. You only you kept it to five. You pulled out Joey B. Um, Sean, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So I followed the, the script of, of uh, Mike Sando's uh quarterback tier ranking so i have six here in in tier one and i'm gonna agree with will smith at number one i put josh allen again this is for 2022 this is not based off of previous seasons what do we think these guys are going to do this year and i think he's going to have the best year i like him at the number one spot followed by mahomes at two uh again losing tyreek hill but he's still super special and in his prime 
I moved Joe Burrow to three. Just love everything about him. He's finally going to have some protection this year with an offensive line. At four, I have Justin Herbert through for over 5,000 yards. Last year, I think he's only going to get better this year. I have Brady at five, over 5,000 yards for him as well. And then Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Ayahuasca himself uh, at number six, rounding out the top tier. (laughs) All right. I guess we'll discuss it after we go over it. Um, I named my tiers. Um, So tier one for me is QBs that are the reason you win. They're going to carry their team. They're... If, if you put in, you know, uh, wins above replacement, if they had that for football, if you put in the dead average quarterback, they this team will probably have two or three less wins, in my opinion. Um, number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's a bad pick. Number bad two, pick. thank you. Number two, I have Josh Allen. Number three, I have Tom Brady. Number four, I have Justin Herbert. Number five, I have Aaron Rodgers, just purely out of respect. I wanted to put him in front of Burrow there. And then number number six, I had Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think that's a good list. I mean, we all obviously have think the same my name? guys. I think it's a good name. It's true. Those are all guys that are going to be in the MVP conversation and are the reason why you're probably – in the conversation to win a championship. So you and I, your and I's lists are kind of in simpatico, Sean, in, in some order, form, and fashion. Well, I got to ask, why'd you keep, why'd you put Joe Burrow down to tier two? I'm assuming he's on tier two. Yeah, he's number one on tier two. We'll explain that when we get to it. But I, you know, obviously had a great year last year and going to the Super Bowl, obviously. But, you know, I just think that, the, you know, I only did five and you guys did six. And if I did six, you would be there, but I would still put, uh, Tom Brady ahead of him, which was my number five, just because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Um, but I just think Justin Herbert's prone to have a good year, a great year. I mean, as you said earlier, he threw for 5,000 yards last year. I, I just, I mean, the offensive line is getting better, but, you know, it's just going to take time for teams to realize just double Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins is a, a very good two, but he's not the best two in the league. So, it took teams, what, week 16 to figure out, oh, we need to double Jamar Chase. So I think that's going to be the game. I think that's going to be the game plan starting next year, being like, we're not going to let Jamar Chase beat us. That's fair. I mean, as long as you got him in tier two and he's on oh, the he's fringe. Number one yeah. In tier two. yeah, he's he's on the fringe. Honestly. No doubt. No doubt. Sean, any disagreement there? The only thing I will say is I think that that team. And this is going to my title. I, I think that they made it to the Super Bowl more because of Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy was getting fucking murdered all game, and he still figured out a way to do it. If he got, you know, what is that Dwayne Wade saying? Fall down eight times, get up nine. That was kind of his thing. That that was his theme for the season. That's the only reason why I have him in that tier, because I think they made it all the way to the Super Bowl because of him. He wasn't really along for the ride. Yeah, well, that's why I have him as high as number three. I, I think that when you look at the body of work that he had last year on a team that was not supposed to be all that good, literally had that divisional playoff game where he was sacked nine times. I mean, I think that now with better protection, he can only get better. Right. And he's entering year three. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the entire league. Um, And yeah, you can try to double Jamar chase, but We've seen that with a lot of great wide receivers over the years. Sometimes it doesn't matter, or sometimes teams don't have the personnel. That connection is goes all the way back to LSU, and I think just coming into this year, we might see one of those Josh Allen-type quantum leaps, um, mm-hmm. and and that's why I have him all the way at number three. 
And that's uh, that's a, a great move out of you. You guys want a hot take right now? I got sure. A hot take for you. So I had a fringe one too, and he's very close on two, just because I feel like that division probably the toughest division in football, the AFC West. Derek Carr, fringe wow. one with Devontae mm. Adams. Wow. wow. That is a hot take. That's a that's a steam. I thought you were gonna say like Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or something. I was gonna be like that's nope. lukewarm at best. That's hot because I got him in down in tier three. No, I have him in tier two. It's he's up there at top of tier two. He's above he's above my boy Dak Prescott. Well, if you're talking about it, let's hear your tier two. Oh my tier two. So obviously number one, I have Joe Burrow was my fringe my fringe one. Um, number two, just because he puts on weight and hopefully he doesn't have a shitting problem, Lamar Jackson. Um, then I have Derek Carr. Then I have, it's kind of like a tie, but I have Dak Prescott just a little bit higher than Matthew Stafford. Wow. Hmm. And then I have to end out the tier two. I have Kyler Murray. Wow. Sean, for me there, and I'm going to say this before I go off on my, go off on my tiers and your tiers, two names that are standing out to me here that are missing. Can oh, you guess yeah. them? I mean, not having Russell Wilson on there. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and then and the second one for Deshaun, me was I didn't Deshaun. Hear Deshaun Watson on there either. Well, Deshaun yeah. Watson's not playing until week 11, so that's why I didn't put him there. I understand. I understand that, but I wasn't sure where you would go there. And yeah, that's the only reason Deshaun, Deshaun Watson would be in two. I just, uh, you know, I, let's hear I, about let's hear it more importantly because Deshaun that that's a toss up. You could put him anywhere because he ain't playing until week eleven. I want to hear your Russell Wilson this. I don't know. I mean, he's got good wide receivers. He's got a decent O line. I just think the whole change for him, and you're playing that division as well. Obviously, he played in a tough division in the NFC West as well. Um, but I think the minus San Francisco, like Seattle's defense, wasn't that good. Obviously, the Rams' defense was good, but the Arizona Cardinals' defense wasn't good. Now you're playing against a Raiders' defense who's above average, a Chargers' defense that's amazing, a Chiefs' defense that is very good, and those teams are you're, you're going to have to put up 30 points a game. Russell Wilson is used to scrambling and finding TJ uh, Tyler Lockett downfield, all that stuff. Can he just sit in the pocket and find Jerry Judy? Can he find uh, Cortland Sutton? So it's it's just a different type of gameplay for him. So I don't know how he will adjust. Also, you know, they're they're athletes. Obviously, is the um, elevation factor going to play make a play here? Whoa! So, going science so I, on us. Um, when's the last time Russell Wilson played in Denver? I don't know. That's a good. Exactly. Do you know? Uh, he's never played. I don't think he's ever played Denver in his career. In Denver. Uh, I'm sure they have. I mean, you have those cross-divisional. I think every four years they would have played the AFC West. Uh, I, I agree. But I just I, I don't know how the whole change is going to affect him. A lot of interesting takes there. I'm not sold, but you made a really good argument. Yeah, I just don't. like. He's gonna you put try a lot and, of thought into it, which I like. Yeah, he's going to try to, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes is better than him. I think Justin Herbert is better than him, and he's going to try and compete with these guys, and he's going to make mistakes. In your opinion, you obviously think Derek Carr is better than him too. I do think Derek. Well, Derek Carr is better than him now because you have Devante. the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tom. How about you give your tier two? All right, for my tier two, I I think Russell Wilson's going to have a great year. Um, 
personally, but I, I like Will's arguments and it's starting to make me waver, which is the sign of a good argument. But I had him as a fringe one, but I put him in tier two just because I do think, I think back to that Super Bowl, he needs the right team around him in order to carry a team over the top. And that is my theme for tier two. And that's QBs win that win when they have the right team. A la exhibit A this past Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford, right? So I have Russell Wilson one, Matthew Stafford two. He did it this year. Deshaun Watson three. We don't really have to talk about him much. He's not playing until game 11. Anyways, I have Dak Prescott four, and I have Kyler Murray five. And it was it was actually really tough for me to throw Kyler Murray on that list and not drop him down to tier three just because I feel like he's such a fucking September player. And when shit oh, yeah, gets he's real. Mr. September. He's Mr. Yeah. September. But, I mean, I think going into this season, uh, I think he's going to turn it up a notch and he's going to study. Well, it's in his contract, so he better. <laughs> four hours four hours a week of film. Yeah, four hours a week of film. Uh, Tom, I like that. I like that tier by you. Obviously, again, just to everybody, when we sound a little different, because I went off the script from, um, from the Mike Sando article. So my tier two lists number seven through 14. I have Lamar Jackson leading tier two. Um, I don't love the disrespect that this guy constantly gets. Me and Will are giving it to him. Actually, I no, know. Will's not. I am. I know, I, he, I put I know yeah, no, you did. My bad. I put Lamar above deck. Yeah, he, he was beat up last year. Uh, but let's not forget this guy's an MVP in 2019. Um, the n- biggest knock on him is the fact that he hasn't you know gotten to a Super Bowl and he's lost some playoff games. But if we're talking about where do we want to start a franchise, where's a guy if you're going to just look at all the stats and want to win ball games, I think you know he's not up there with the top-tier guys, but he's right after them, in my opinion. I have Stafford at eight. Uh, Derek Carr, I'm buying. Uh, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here. Well, I, I I love Derek Carr and I love him with Devontae. He's gonna have a monster year at nine. There's Russell Wilson at ten. Um, I like what you guys said about him. I'm not as high on him. I think his best years are certainly behind him. He's got good weapons now, but how good is he gonna be? Still the tenth overall quarterback. I think is pretty good. Dak Prescott, will your boy at number eleven? I just think again, super steady guy. Uh, a franchise quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray at 12, don't love him, Mr. September, Matt Ryan at 13 with the Indianapolis Colts now, and Deshaun Watson I have down at 14. Uh, we know how we're all going to maybe disagree about him, but if he does play, when he plays, are there 14 quarterbacks better than him? I don't think so, but I have to have him at the bottom of my tier two. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think Will, I mean, we all kind of went off script here and did different things just to get to the same result. And I think, Will, you would have had him on there if if he wasn't suspended 11 games. You already said yeah, that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, t- he's close to the top of Tier 3. But let's remember this real fast, guys, when we talk about him. I was looking up. You had to look back on his 2020 season. You know, he hasn't played in all. He will yeah. almost missed two years. I mean, that's a big deal that I don't think is being talked about nearly enough. I, I wonder what you guys think. No, I – listen, you know, I didn't really think about that, I guess. I should have. But two years is – that's a lot. Yeah, two years is a lot to not play football, regardless of any sport. But football being a quarterback as well, it's a, that's a huge gap play. It will be uh, interesting to, to new, see. Yeah, especially going to a new team and a new offense and, you know, a new stadium and a new crowd and a new arena. Maybe we're stuff. overrating him. I don't know. That's, well, that's why I dropped where, him to three. 
Yeah, that's I like that off because when I went to tier three, I couldn't justify any of these guys being better than him if he plays. But in his 2020 season, which is the last we can go off of, he threw for almost 5,000 yards, had a 70% completion, threw for 33 touchdowns, only seven picks, and ran for three touchdowns. So obviously that's a tremendous year, but it's so long ago there was nobody in the stands. So, yeah, I just think that that's a piece of information that people are kind of glossing over by the time he finally suits up in November. No doubt, no doubt. Um, any any qualms with uh, our tiers here, or are we we okay with all of our tiers? I mean, the only qualms you have is me and I having Russell Wilson there, which I understand, obviously. But uh, you know, my no, listen, is, I'm yeah. you know I'm not going to change it. I'm going to stick to it. But you know, Sean has him dropped lower, and you have him not there at all. And it's it's tough for me to argue against you guys just because of the fact that his best years may be behind him. And you're right, he's he's going to be in a brand new offense, and he's and he's in a much better division defensively. Outside of the Niners, that division years, is poo. Right? What'd you say, Sean? I said he's also been in the league ten years, so we have such a body of work to base him off of. And going to a new team is going to be different. But I wanted to ask you both a little bit more about Kyler. You know, to to me, he's super polarizing. I have him at twelve. I gotta be honest. For for me with Kyler, like the more that we talk about him, I I think he should get dropped down to to tier three, for me. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna move a guy up or I'm just gonna throw him into tier three just because I made that such a big tier. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, well, I have a well. I want to get your take on this real fast because you know I again had my tier. I went off Sandoz, so it went from seven to fourteen. I obviously have him at 12, which going off of your guys' template, he's not in the top 10. I'm not I'm not a big fan of his, and that playoff game really left a lot to be desired. So, Will, where, where do you lean on him? Are you Would you buy stock if you had to on Tyler going forward, or do you think maybe his days, his best days are behind him? I mean, no Hopkins, I, I, by the way, for six weeks. Yeah, I know no Hopkins, by the way, but like I look at this guy, his ceiling is so high with the things he can do as a little quarterback that is quick and is fast and gets the ball out very fast. And obviously he's Mr. September. So if you look at him and he starts the year four and oh without Deandre Hopkins and he has, he's thrown for 330 yards, three touchdowns, one interception in multiple weeks. If he can keep that going and obviously has it in his career, I just think the reason I put him where I put him is because I feel like his ceiling is so high compared to the other quarterbacks that I put below. him. How do you feel Tom? I feel like Will's making fucking Will came in hot today and he's making really good arguments. I might just I'm leaving him in tier two just based off the ceiling. Okay. And yeah, and also it, it like just goes back off the Wilson Contreras take, baby. Yeah, no, you're you're doing a great job. But also for me, I I didn't think of this as a numbers perspective and where we end up at the end of the year. I kinda looked at this more as a like my team has this quarterback, where do I think I stand? going to the Super Bowl-wise, and then working backwards for from that. And you'll see that more reflective in my Tier 3 because nobody's called me out yet, but I have Deshaun, uh, I have Lamar Jackson in my Tier 3. Oh, no, I wanted to get your take, but I wanted to wait until you read off your tier. Well, I, I, I guess I'll go first with that being said, and the label for this tier is QBs that can win a playoff game. These are QBs that... You know, if they somehow find their way into the championship game or they win a playoff game, you wouldn't be floored. You wouldn't be shocked. But 
if they're up there holding the Lombardi trophy, like you'd kind of look at it sideways for me at least a little bit thus far throughout their career. And then number one, and he's a fringe tier two guy for me, and that's Lamar Jackson. Um, just because I haven't been able to see him stay healthy all year. And I also haven't been able to see him win the big game. And I just think that when it comes to nut crunching time, just like when you have a fucking lineup like the Yankees, when you face better pitching in the playoffs and they can't hit, Lamar Jackson, when he faced better defense in the playoffs, I want to see him be able to stand up to that and do it. I, he's the type of player where I got to see it with my own two eyes. you know. And I, I don't know if I'm kind of contradicting myself with guys like Dak and, and Kyler. I guess I am because they I haven't done it either. <laughs> but for me, it's just like Lamar. I just think that he... He has the entire offense offense built around him, and I I just don't think that he's going to be able if if shit hits the fan in a playoff game, I don't see him from what I've seen so far in his career being able to audible, make changes, and make adjustments to what the defense is throwing at him. That's why I have him very very high. By the way, in my tier three. Real fast, Tom. Before you keep going, can I just say this though? He is the reason why they've been as as good of a team as they've been. A hundred percent. A great regular season quarterback. I think he's going to be top five in fantasy again. No doubt about it. Very deserving of that MVP award. But again, I base my tiers off of where do I think my team is like winning a championship wise. And that's just how I feel about Lamar so Jackson right Kyler now. Kyler could do better in a big game. Than I think Lamar Kyler has, knows. I think Kyler has a better ceiling because I think Kyler, if he puts it all together throughout the entire year is a more versatile player than Lamar Jackson. You saw that wild card game, right? I did. I did. Okay. But with that being said, have you watched Lamar Jackson's playoff career? Yeah. Better yeah. than that still. I mean, yeah, he's also been in the league longer and had more opportunities, so we're going to see this I mean, year. I think both of those guys' ceilings are just so high. They, You know, him and Lamar. Both their ceilings are so high. I just think, I just think that Kyler is a more versatile player. I just think... That's my opinion. I think That's honestly, fair, they're yeah. they're two. They're literally one spot away from each other. Like I could put Kyler in tier three, or I could put Lamar Jackson in tier two. They're very similar. Like Will said, they both have giant ceilings. It's just I'm thinking about an AFC Championship game against you know Josh Allen or something, whatever it lays out. It's like, do I really think Lamar Jackson against a halfway decent Buffalo Bills defense is going to be able to make adjustments in you know, January? No, I don't. I haven't seen that yet. Out in of Buffalo in January? Exactly. No. Yeah. And again, I think that's where this disagreement's really fun because I don't think that Kyler or maybe even a Dak or, or whomever will even ever get that far. So. No, that was a quick shot right at me about Dak, but okay. <laughs> Got it. No, I mean, yeah, but uh, but again, I don't see I don't see Lamar even getting that far. That was just an example. I think yeah. Lamar. I think Lamar is gonna keep teams forever in games in the regular season and win a lot of games. And I think maybe he can go out there and win a playoff game or two, but I don't really ever see him making it far. Unfortunately. I mean, I, well, I, yeah, I I'm mean, happy to be proven wrong. You, well, you look at the Ravens this year, especially after getting rid of Hollywood Brown come the playoffs, they're going to put, you know, seven in the box and double team Andrews. Like who else are you throwing to? You're going to yep. trust a rookie that you just drafted. In the playoffs, hundred percent. Yeah. So. No, I, I hear you. It's just it's fascinating because of obviously how much like di- how different we feel about him. But Tom, keep going through your tier three. So after Lamar, I have Derek Carr. Um, 
I, I could be tempted to flip-flop him and Kyler Murray, and I might do it just because I think the ceiling's high, but again, the floor is very low on Kyler Murray, and I think Derek Carr is going to be a different quarterback this year just with a full season without the lunatic, the raging lunatic of Gruden, and and also obviously Will already referenced Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football, not to mention Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs and all the other weapons he has there, and a very good defense, might you add. I, you know what? I think I'm going to do that just to shut Sean up. I think yeah. I'm going to. Also, you you missed one of the re- best route runners in football, Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love it. Holding it down for the white guy. Yep, 100%. I switched it up, Sean, if it makes you feel any better. I got I Kyler it. in Tier 3, Carr in Tier 2. I've been convinced. So with that being said, obviously I have Kyler. We've talked him to death. Matt Ryan, I think at this point in his career, he's just not going to be able to get it over the top and get you to a Super Bowl. But I do think that he could win the Colts a couple playoff games, especially because that team is built really well. they got a lot of good weapons there, um, and that defense is pretty scary. And they have a really good old line. Jimmy G, I mean, shit. That guy has done it a couple of times, so I can't not put him on the list of a guy that can win you a playoff game. Sean's boy, Kirk Cousins, just because I think, I mean, Kirk has won a couple of playoff games, and I don't see him slowing down this year, putting numbers up, so I'll put him in Tier 3. Ryan Tannehill, we've seen him go into, or not go, did he go into New England and and beat the Patriots, or did he beat them at home? I can't remember. He went into New England. Baker. Last game in New England. Baker Mayfield, another guy I have in my tier three. I, I, I'm I, holding it down for Baker. I'm sorry, everybody, but I feel like if Baker actually sat out last year when he got hurt, he'd still be a Pittsburgh Steeler. At, or, excuse me, he'd still oh, be there a Cle- is, Will, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, we still, got one. We knew what was happening. I don't know why. Oh, he beat the Steelers. That's why I was thinking about them. He'd still be a Cleveland Brown. Whoever wants to smash the over on getting names wrong, there's a lot of lists left to go, so go ahead and fucking do it. Um, I'll Venmo you. Um, but well, You got the name right, but you got the team wrong. Right. Yeah, still, it's a fuck-up nonetheless. Um, I'm still holding it down with that being said for Baker just because, I mean, if you take his last healthy time, he, he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, from what I remember, in a playoff game. Jalen Hurts I have on that list. Just given this season, I think he can get his team to the playoffs. They're the best team in the division, in my opinion. And then Mac Jones, just because I think Mac Jones is going to have a big year. I really do. And that, and that's my list for QBs that can win a playoff game. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Will, how about uh, how about you read off your tier three? So, obviously, I went a little different than you guys. So, obviously, I went 5-5. Five, five. So, this one, I have 10. I have 10 in tier three. Um, so just like Tom said, guys, that can probably win, win you a playoff game. So obviously number one, obviously was a fringe two for me. It was Russell Wilson. Um, obviously Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson. Um, number two, I have Sean's boy, Kirk cousins. Um, the guy that he said that was going to win MVP a couple of years ago, that did real well. Um, number three, I have five years ago. I hate, I hate to say it because I hate the Eagles, but. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a huge year. Oh, me too. It, it kills me to say it. Um, then I have Mac Jones. I have um, Matt Ryan. Ryan Tannehill. Um, Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston. And James. I would. I, I just I just love Jameis. I do too. I really and do. And then 
Uh, the last one, it was kind of a toss-up, and I kind of flipped a coin, but I'm going to go with, because of the team he's on, the better defense, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. Ooh. It, was, it was between him and Jared Goff for that last spot, and I just yeah. said Carson Wentz over. Doppelgangers. Yeah. All right, boys. This is where I'm going to shake some shake some shit up. So 15 to 24 was where Sando had his Tier 3, so again, I'm doing the same. And yes, my former MVP pick, I have at number 15 overall. You have to. Dude, he threw for 4,221 yards, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio last year was 33-7. to I'm right there with you. It's just the problem with Kirk Cousins is that, first of all, it fucking kills me when it's third and short and he throws short of the chains. He's oh, a, yeah. He's a big, he's a big, let me get the completion and that that makes my stats okay or that doesn't get me hit instead mm-hmm. of, you know, stand in the pocket and get it to the guy that's going to get me the first down and take that chance. That's that's what kills me about him. It's really funny, like, because obviously that joke will never, will never die that I picked him to win MVP. But it's funny, right, because when you see some of his stats – when he left Washington and went to a team like Minnesota who had went to the NFC championship game the year before you think, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, that was a bold prediction, but you can see why he would have a monster year. Obviously since then in the five years, we've realized he only wins one o'clock games when nobody's watching. He doesn't win primetime games. He's always throwing short of the chains on those big conversions, but he also went into the Superdome and beat Drew Brees in the playoff game. Like, it's he's he's such an anomaly. Um, so he leads my tier three at number fifteen. At sixteen, I'm right there with you, gentlemen, with Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to have an absolutely monster year, which kills me because as much as I hate the Cowboys, I hate the Eagles ten times more. Um, this guy's arm and his accuracy have been a problem. We know what he does in the running game. He had ten rushing touchdowns last year, only sixteen to nine touchdown interceptions, but he got AJ Brown. Uh, not to mention, obviously, Devontae. There's a lot of weapons. There. I got a hot take when you're done. You want to just go? go no, ahead. we love hot takes. We love yeah, hot go takes. Now. Go for it. I don't know how smoking hot this take is, but end of year, this is more for Will than Sean. I think that Jalen Hurts will be QB1 overall in fantasy. Oh, that, that's, that's a hotter take than the Derek Carr take. I think yeah. he's going to have, like... I think he'll have double-digit rushing touchdowns, and I think he's gonna. I think he's really gonna be up there and pass. I think his passing numbers, because I mean the thing with him was because I had him on one of my teams as my fantasy quarterback last year. You you don't don't watch the games. Just know that in the fourth quarter he's gonna pick it up in garbage time and throw for two hundred yards. I think well, this also year because he, the Eagles are losing by twenty in yeah. the fourth quarter. But go ahead. I, I think I think this year he's gonna put together a full game and be a hell of a lot better. And he was still like a top six quarterback last year. Yeah, he he is a guy that, you know, there's times where I, I kinda like him even more than I like Kyler, but his arm and his accuracy scare me, but bringing in A.J. Brown, I, I got to imagine that's going to do a lot for him. At 17, I have Tannehill. I got to just give him respect. Do I love him? No, but do I think that there's – do I think he's right around that 17 range? I do. Um, obviously, that last playoff game was against Cincinnati was real bad, um, but 21 touchdowns to 14 picks. He's, he's, he's right there as average, and that's where 17 is. I have Mac Jones at 18. Tom, I'm with you. I think he's going to have a monster year. He did a lot of good things his rookie year. At 19, I have Baker. I'm not a Baker guy. I, you, Everybody who listens knows that. Uh, I've never been a Baker guy. 
I know he won that game in Pittsburgh uh, for the Browns. He played last year, gritty, gutty, great job uh, for playing. But if you're playing, you still got to perform. And he did not. He was not good at all. And he did not find a way to work with Odell. Um, so I, I think that's kind of a knock on him. But he's definitely a knock on him at this point because Odell's got a ring. Yeah, he, he's fine. Baker's fine. And he's the best option in that shit show that is Carolina. At 20, I have Jameis. Yeah, I, I know he missed a lot of time last year, but when he did play, he was he was good. He was 14 touchdowns at three picks, um, and he's got a cannon for an arm. I have Wentz at 21. Again, you got Terry McLaurin. You got some weapons in Washington. And, guys, I know he was just an absolute abomination down the stretch and cost him the playoffs, but he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks last year. Uh, he had a really good year until it, when it mattered. And this is where I'm going to shake some shit up. I got Trevor Lawrence at 22. Uh, I think he I think he has all the skills to be an awesome, awesome quarterback in this league. And with Urban Meyer gone, maybe, uh, you know, Doug Peterson has had success with quarterbacks. I think he's going to have a really good year. I have two at 23. Uh, the Tyree kill, I, I can't say enough for how big of an addition that is for him. Uh, and this is a make or break year for sure. And then finally at 24, I've got Zach Wilson. Let's fucking go. I know he's hurt. How long he'll be out, I don't know. But I think this guy is going to be a hell of a player, and look at what the Jets have done for him. The offensive line is so much better. You've got a running game. You've got receivers. He's a dog. You've got a good team, and he has an absolute fucking bazooka for an arm. And obviously he's done a lot with his his legs as well. He rushed for four touchdowns last year. I can't explain enough to people, Tom, as being the resident Jet fan, how bad the Jets were last year. And he was hurt, part of the reason for how bad that team was. If he plays, you know, let's say he plays anywhere between 10 and 14 games this year with the injury, I think you're going to look at Zach Wilson and say, yeah, he's a top 25 quarterback in this league. So there's my list, and I wonder what you guys think. I mean, that's a great list, 100%, especially the Zach Wilson take. I have him a little bit deeper, but – that definitely a great take. You know that Jets have re re. I mean, obviously Mackay Beckton out for the season is a, is a huge blow. But um, are you bringing you know, Dwayne Brown? Dwayne Brown for two years, baby. They, yeah, they get really, they, yeah they brought in Dwayne Brown. I mean, they have weapons. They're a young team. They got a young coach. They got a young defense. Like the Jets have nothing to lose. Go out there and give it your all. Like you, you have nothing to lose. No doubt. I mean, I, I want to save it for the preview. Will, I'm thinking we're going to have you back on for the full season preview. But, I mean, my goal for this year for the Jets is just a few things. I want to go right around 500. And I want Zach Wilson. I don't give a fuck if he's the 10th alternate. I just want him to get named to the Pro Bowl. I know that doesn't mean anything, but it just meant means that he had, like, a recognizable season. It would be more than what your last couple of quarterbacks. Exactly. Right. Also, just uh, I, I'd rather you not say that real quickly because when Dak Prescott got hurt, Andy Dalton was the fourth alternate for the Cowboys for the Pro Bowl. So, okay, I'm sorry. Too excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, did you name what did your you list? guys think about? What you guys think about where I put Trevor Lawrence and Tua? I I. Listen, two is two is down there for me. I I just I think he fucking sucks. Lawrence, I I think. Listen, he had he had the deck stacked against him last year. Let's just say that, and I think he could be really, really fucking good. Yeah, he has all the tools. Yeah. So so when it comes to the next tiers, which we'll get to, I just split it up and 
I just went six and six for the last. I know there's one tier in the last, but I just split it up six and six. You want to give us your last tier? Yeah. So uh, number one in my oh, I have two tiers. I have two tiers because I split it up. Um, because I felt like the other the bottom tier is like maybe you win three games with these guys. That's a good label for your tier. Next year we're yeah. all gonna label them. Sean. Um, so uh, my first yeah. one is <laughs> what are we in tier five? Tier four. Four. Um, yeah. I have uh, Jared Goff. As number one in tier four, then I have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I wanted to put him lower because I don't know what the whole deal with him and Trey Lance is, and obviously I dropped Trey Lance because if if Trey Lance starts, I would flop it, but I, we don't know. Yeah, that's um, fine. I put, I put Tua uh, just because of the whole Tyreek signing. I don't think Tua is very good, but you know, a quick two yard pass to Tyreek Hill could be a touchdown. True. Um, I put uh, Justin Fields. Uh, I feel like he's going to have a good year this year. Uh, then I put that dog, Zach Wilson. He's got to be ahead of Fields and Tua, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. I know. I just, you know, I mean, I'm I'm scared about that knee. I'm scared. I'm scared about that knee a little bit. Let's not talk about it, but okay, fine. And then I put um, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence there. Um, I mean, obviously the Jaguars are a legit dumpster fire, but he's a young player. He'll find his way. And then rounding out that tier – as Sean would love, I put Daniel Jones slash Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's another hot take of mine. Is That's I was going to say yeah. by the halfway point of the season, Tyrod Taylor is their starter. Yeah, so, it, it, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, unless he gets his lung punctured, he's he's a serviceable quarterback. Unfortunately, you don't have a Justin Herbert waiting in the wings. Yes, very true. I mean, or Josh Allen when he was in Buffalo. True. Sean? All right. Well, I yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's all fair. I disagree on Tua and Zach Wilson, but I, I can understand where your mind's at. You know, they're not. That's not a crazy. It's not crazy positioning for where you put those guys. I have golf at number twenty-five here. Uh, my tier is twenty-five through thirty-four. I just want to say this real fast. I also don't I, I, think, by the way, that we have to argue over Tua and Zach Wilson. It's not like we're arguing over Rodgers and no, somebody no, else. No, no, you no. Know? But I think that you can bring up how you feel about each of other. Course, of course, of course, of course. Tua's on the last. He's on his last opportunity, and Zach Wilson has a whole hopeful career ahead. Got of him. dog. I only the only reason I put Tua ahead of him is because of Tyreek Hill. If yeah, Tyreek Hill stayed, Zach Wilson would be ahead of him. That's, that's why I have two in at rounding out tier three, because again, I think that that's just going to be such a huge addition for him. If he wasn't there, I don't know where to, it would be, but he wouldn't be there. Um, 25 through 34, Jared Goff, I have Trey Lance at 26 and he's going to win the job. He's, he's going to be the starting quarterback there. So, wow. Uh, Heavy call. All the, all the weapons. Inside there. sources, inside sources. No, I think that's what's been coming out of 49er camp, right? Everybody's saying true. That, yeah. I, I think even, uh, and he's looked good in camp. Man, I think Shanahan yeah. announced it. Shit. So do they trade Garoppolo? They're going to, or he's not going to start. And that's why I don't have Garoppolo that close. I have him at 27, and it would just be ridiculous to put him that much lower because if he was starting, I might have him in Tier 3. Because, Tom, you and I have been fine. I mean, the guys like won the, playoff oh, games. Yeah, I mean, I, all, he, all that team does when he plays is win. So... I mean, if think, I but... well, if I gave you Jimmy G right now as your quarterback, obviously Dak's a better player. I think all of us had him ranked higher, right? But if I gave you yep. Jimmy G, you wouldn't feel terrible about it. No, I wouldn't. Do I have Debo though? No, you don't. You don't oh, have yeah, Debo yeah. currently constituted, but I mean, still, I, it's he's yeah. still. 
You could talk yourself into as a Cowboys fan, given your current roster. You yeah, could but, uh, talk yeah, yourself also, into a Super think Bowl. Think about it if, as a Cowboys fan. If you give me Jimmy G, Debo, and George Kittle, yeah, I take that. Sure, but that's, that's not the question I'm asking. I'm asking like if you were given Jimmy G, could you still talk? Like, would you would you be like the season's over? No, you wouldn't. You no, would be like, oh, not. we're fine. Of course not. We're same fine. same I, way I, when I, I would I would really like to have him over my current options. Of course, so, that's why I didn't even ask you. <laughs> yeah, so I I mean the disrespect this guy gets, Tom, you and I just don't yeah. understand it. They win all the time, but he's not going to be their starter. So it, it was weird to have to place him in you know the middle of tier four. Um, I have Marcus Mariota right after him. We haven't seen him as a starter in a while, but Atlanta's going to give him the opportunity to do that. I think he'll be fine. I have Daniel Jones at 29. Um, he's Tyra not Jones. good. He's not good. And that's that's the problem. Is Tyra that Jones. They're going to realize probably halfway through the year they, they can't play him. But what's weird about him is he'll have those rare games, like winning NFC Player of the Week against New, in Week 4 against New Orleans. Like It's just he leaves a lot to be desired, and he's hurt all the time. So he's at 29 for me. I have Justin Field at 30. I don't know if it's an indictment on him or not, but that team stinks. Um and what we saw from him last year, seven touchdowns to 10 picks. I just don't think he's great. I have Davis Mills at 31. I actually kind of liked what I saw from him. Davis Drew Locke at 32. Uh, Mitch Trubisky for the Steelers at 33. And then your old your old uh, buddy there, Tom, your baby boy, Sam Darnold at 34. <laughs> he's not going to start, but he might if, if Baker gets hurt. He's the next guy in line. He sucks, man. I mean, what he, I mean, he had every opportunity last year to just take that job and run with it. And the fact that they had PJ Walker, whoever, who was it? Their, their, that XFL PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Yeah, like I almost said PJ Washington. Um, I pulled the Tom name. and Cam, by the way. Yeah. So I mean, listen, that's that's rounds out tier four. Um, Darnold at the end there. It's we're getting into the backups. All right. You boys ready for my tier four? Go for it. All right. So I know it's a little, for the people listening, I know it's a little hard to follow along because Will and I went a little off kilter here. Sean's kept to the the list, but just follow along. Just know that most of these guys are either young or they suck. Um, So my tier four, I have it broken into nine guys. Um, These are basically my label for this are, Guys that you basically talk yourself into being the guy, but they're really not. They're just like good enough. That's a great title. Or, or young guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had to look up the diction, diction, dictionary definition of guys that you talk yourself into being the guy, but are really not, number one is Jameis Winston. <laughs> I mean, I love Jameis. I, I, love Jameis, I, I fucking I would, if Jameis won a Super Bowl, that behind being the Jets winning it would be incredible. Um, number two in that category is probably Carson Wentz. Um, and then number three, I have on this list a young guy, Trevor Lawrence. Number four, I have Zach Wilson. Number five, I have Trey Lance. Then I have Jared Goff, Justin Fields. And then to round it out, I have Tua and Mills. Personally, I don't really care about Tyreek Hill. I think Tua sucks. I don't think he's long for that job. I honestly think it goes so bad that Tyreek Hill gets pissed off and they either get a different guy in there or it's just an absolute abomination until they can get somebody in there next year. I just think Tua sucks, and that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) 
I, I agree with that. You know, I, I just I I took the whole Tyreek thing and like Tua can throw the ball two yards down the field. And oh, 100 percent, seventy yard catch. hundred yeah, so, percent. But I think that's where our I think all three of us feel the same about Tua. But Will and I put a little more stock into that. Into that yeah, Tyreek I I'm leaning the other way to where Tyreek Hill goes. What the fuck did I do? I know he got a bag, but I had. So it's a big wide receiver screen team. Yeah, no, no doubt, and I mean they all, they have um, what's his face well, there as Jaylen well, Jalen Waddle. Those are two really quick twitch, fast guys. But I just think that for the long term, and also the way I'm looking at it for winning a Super Bowl and making the playoffs and whatnot, two is trash, and I don't see him being long for this job. Oh, I agree. I mean, the Dolphins are fighting what what the Patriots for second place in that division. Yeah, so. and the Jets. Come on, well, give me that. And the Jets. Yeah, give yeah, me that, sorry, please, sir. Sorry, sorry. I need it, please. My bad, my bad. My bad. Yes. And then honestly, you know, we don't have to talk much about him here, but Davis Mills, I mean, that's the one bright spot down in Houston. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah, he wasn't bad. No. It's serviceable. Yeah. So, Sean, you finished off your list, right? Yeah. So I have, um, so my tier five is basically backup slash maybe going to start players. So at number one, I have Trey Lance because I don't know. I mean, Sean has the inside sources in San Francisco. so <laughs> Sean has know. Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Like, sorry that you guys didn't read that Trey Lance is going to start. So Trey, I would obviously flip Trey Lance or Garoppolo if Lance starts. But then I have Mariota just because we haven't seen him start since he played for Tennessee. Um, then I have Davis Mills just because he plays for a terrible Texas team. Then I have Mitchell Trubisky for the Steelers. Then I have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eli Manning, Dan Marino, and then any <laughs> Seattle Seahawks starter. Wow, Dan Marino made the list. You think They're he all. can still sling it? Yeah, any any the Seattle any person that starts with the Seattle Seahawks is. Like, I would go with Joe Montana because he's still showing face in those Skechers commercials. Right, absolutely, he they'll probably make Far? some Skechers spikes. You know, it, what about Tony Romo? Can he get out there and? No, he's in the booth. He's in the booth. He's playing he, golf. Yeah, he's he's gonna go. I don't know, Jim. So loud. So that's his that's his role now. <laughs> right. He will knows his role well. Yeah. I mean, so any any Seattle Seahawks starters last on my list. You also don't want to see Tony Romo in Seattle. Uh, you might okay, okay, that's snaps. enough. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my tier five. It's reflective of Sean's bottom of his list and and Will's tier five as well. At number one in my tier five, and he's a fringe. I'm still going to stick him in there with the young guys. I'm actually going to put him in tier four out of out of pity and love for Sean because I just got to see him and I missed him. I'm going to throw Daniel Jones back into tier four just because he's still a young guy. He's on his last chance here. Maybe, just maybe. I don't know. Um, but aside from that, I have Mariota as I guess now my number one guy in tier five, just because you never know. He might jump you in. Know. You, you, you just never know. Never yeah. know. And I'm almost, I'm almost talking myself into him, which is, you know, my, my title for tier four. Um, after that, I have my baby boy, Sam Darnold. Stay, stay strong, Sam. I saw him throwing a ball into um, a net today and it went right <laughs> through the net. Uh, it looked really crisp. Um, nice little twelve yard pass, probably. Yeah, I I actually read on my Google that they're putting out tire swings on the goalpost, and he's going to be throwing balls through that. 
what is this Friday Night Lights? <laughs> um, if only that was the real case in real games, he might actually be good. Yeah, he's gonna see ghosts. He'd probably be pretty good in that if he ever made a Pro Bowl in that Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. Just saying, maybe is they could have to do. Is he gonna get mono in Carolina or no? Uh, I don't know, man. You can get a lot in Carolina. Um, <laughs> so after that, I have Mitch or Pickett. I, I I don't know. I guess Mitch is like the full on starter there. Kenny Pickett's not getting any like chatter. Uh, like we he wasn't even put on this list, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, and then the Seahawks starters are obviously last. And oh, by the way, my title for this was looking for the number one pick. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. What's up with Kenny right. Pickett though? Like, well, I I guess that he's. I mean, they they don't want to rush him but to take him at what was it 20 not to mention when he was drafted every expert was like this is the most nfl ready guy yeah but if you look at the steelers this year even if you start i don't think they want to like rush him into it because obviously still the steelers are not gonna be good this year but also you have nothing to lose like you lost you lost your wide receivers outside of deontay johnson who can't Uh, stay healthy yeah who can't stay healthy so why not start him? So maybe it's a yeah. I don't want another David Carr kind of thing in Houston. Yeah. Right. And if he sucks, well then you know what? You just throw yourself right back into QB roulette and apparently this yeah, class just, is full of studs. Yeah, just go three and fourteen or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm in agreement. I think they should just run the kid out there. Maybe he's electric. Yeah, is make there some plays and... in that final t- or in that tier that you guys just gave? Because obviously mine was was nine long. Was there anybody that you could like? Obviously, Tom, you titled it guys you have to talk yourself into or young. That was four. Yeah. That you, are there? Yeah. Are there any that you could kind of be like? You know, maybe under a new system with new coach or maybe some better weapons. Yeah, I mean, this ex- guy's gonna be better. Excluding the young guys, just because like. You know, those those guys are still young. I, I still think they could all be good. That's the only reason why they're on this list and we're not looking for the number one pick. That's why they're in tier four. To be honest, I think it's Jameis. I just yeah. feel like every year I know I say it, and that's why he's like the dictionary definition of this title, but like I think this could be the year. I think, you know, that maybe they sneak in as a wild card team and he throws for forty eight hundred yards. I agree. I'm going to go a little different route on that just because of the team he plays on. But I would love to see Davis Davis Mills in Seattle with DK Metcalf. I would love to see that. Yeah, that would be. Call it in. Drew Locke or Geno. Call it into the office. Uh, It's Drew Locke. It sounds like that's his job. Yeah, it's Drew Locke or Geno. I don't know who it is, but. um, But like, I would love to see Davis Mills instead. Like, obviously, what do you have in in Houston? Brandon, I can't stay healthy. Cooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. I mean, I think the, the hardest part about all of this, right, with particularly the two guys that I think are going to be the most, the quickest where everybody's going to jump off ship and, and if things are going bad, they lose their jobs, are my boy Danny Dimes and then Tua. Uh, you know, both have new head coaches, both have some better weapons and maybe improved offensive lines. But that means that there are no excuses now yep. for those guys. You look at Brian Dable, right, taking over. Everybody's trying to do that comp to Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen's actually really good. Daniel Jones isn't. But they forgot uh, about you, that part. Yeah, but you can say <laughs> like, well, if, if you get a healthy Saquon, all these things break right. His last chance. He's one year late. He's one year younger. But two is kind of in the same boat now, right? 
Like, if you I mean, Tua has, that, Tua has better you... weapons, to be honest, than Daniel Jones. Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, there's Tyree Kill. But if you guys yeah, had Tyree to take Kill, a... Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, you have better weapons. If you guys had to take a shot right now, who finishes the season and is obviously going to be the quarterback going forward? Is it Tua or is it Jones? Tua. Yeah. I don't think it's either of them. I've talked a lot of shit about both of them, yeah, but if I if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick, which it sounds like you are, it's Tua. I just think Tua's Tua's been in the league less time, right? Mm-hmm. And one year he has, less. Yeah. He, yeah, he has better weapons, and I just think that uh, I think he has a better opportunity. Honestly, out of the two, I think they're both not long for their teams, but out of the two, it's just the Giants that has it written new quarterback next year all over it. Danny Dimes has like a 4-5 win season, and nobody's responsible for him given this current regime, right? So nope. they can nope. easily toss him to the win and go with, quote-unquote, their guy, right? Isn't that what happens all the time? How many of these young quarterbacks actually make it to the ne- through the next coaching cycle? Unless I'd love to good, see a stat nobody. on that. Nobody, right. unless you're good. Nobody. Well, unless you're, if you're good, then the, then you're not the issue, right? Yeah, you're not the it's, issue. The it's the defense or the coaching or, or something else. But like, Danny Dimes is a major part of the issue. And how many times where a quarterback was part, a major part of the issue, has he ever made it through to I mean, like the through only, the next the coaching The only thing staff? that I can think of, and he's still not a top fifteen quarterback, is Ryan Tannehill. Was terrible in Miami, and then went to Tennessee with a great running game, a decent defense. Yes, and but wide but what I'm but what I'm saying well, is he was thing, just right? a retread. That was a retread. I'm saying like, what quarterback has ever gone through a firing, been with an entire staff that has not picked him, and made it on that team where he where the quarterback was on the hot seat, like Sam Darnold situation. Oh, where yeah. everybody got, you know uh, what I mean? And yeah, I just, I, I don't I see it happening. Yeah. No, and that's the crazy thing, right? Because I think we've never seen Tua have that wow game. We've seen Jones have a few of them. But then yeah. right after that, you see him, you know, put up 150 yards on 25 attempts. That's, and like, what the fuck? That's that? why I have With a hard time. Yeah, that's why I right. have a hard time believing either of them will be because it's like, I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, the Dolphins won a game where Tua threw for like under 100 yards. Yeah, it was a Tim Tebow game. Yeah, and that ain't going right. to fucking fly in, in the 2022 NFL. That's why yeah. like, I would pick Tua just based off the fact that they got him all these new weapons with drafting Waddle last year and then going out and getting Hill this year. But, I mean, I don't see either of them making it past the season, to be honest. I don't either. I mean, okay. you know, the, the Dolphins will have a better record than the Giants. That's my my thought. I agree. Yeah, but I agree too. Not by it, much, though. I don't think it's going to be by much, honestly. That's how bad I think Tua is going to be. Is, yeah, but they're both going to be, because... yeah, they're both going to be, you know, maybe five to six yep. win teams. Yeah, but my my other thought is here. I'll give it to you and uh, you and Tom, Sean, and Tom. Yeah. If Daniel Jones played in Miami, is Miami better with him than Tua? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, the problem with both of these guys is, despite you know some of their their issues in performance, they're both hurt a lot too. Mm. True. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know if it's like one of those things where. When you trade for a player that sucks, you talk yourself into him. But I do think Miami would be better with Danny Dimes. I'm just like thinking of what Danny Dimes I agree does with, well. I agree with that too. But 
But you know what? I'll t- I'll tell you this. I don't think the Giants would be better with Tua, but I do no. think Miami would no. be better with Danny with Dimes. Danny Dimes. I agree with that. I agree with That's that. That's the sure. crazy thing. Like we're talking it's about quite how a, you take you quite a head scratcher. Tua. Yeah, you would take Tua in Miami over Jones Daniel and the Jones Giants. In New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you would rather have Jones if you're Miami. Yeah, if I'm drafting, uh-huh. if I'm drafting a team and those are my only two options, I'm probably taking Danny Dimes over Tua. Yeah, how the fuck is he getting the name Danny Dimes? Please, can somebody fucking change that? Yeah, you're it right. Was that, it was that first game of his when they when they won and people went apeshit. You're right. I should probably stop calling him that. But That's at this like point, how, it's more comedy. How people used to call uh, James Shields Big Game James, and then he's giving him home runs to Bartolo Colon. So I don't <laughs> know how that happens. That is, that's a good one. That's a good. I love good comps. That's perfect. That's a really, yeah. Well, that's why you're here, man. That's why you're here. I, I do my best. You know uh, my final tier, I just put a bunch of backups and some rookies who might get opportunities to start uh, if things fall through. And I have Gino at 35. I have Jacoby Brissett at 36. He's probably going to start for the Browns. I have Tyrod Taylor at 37 for the Giants. Will, you mentioned, you know, you might see him. I have Desmond Ritter at 38. Back that's a good pick. Periota. That's a good uh, I have Kenny Pickett at 39. You guys talked about him. And at 40, I have the New York Jets opening day starting quarterback, Joe Flacco. Oh. Super Bowl champ. Joe I'm Flacco. Super Bowl champ. I'm hoping I don't see too much Joe Flacco this year. That would be a plus for the Jets. What about um? What about Malik Willis? I also didn't hear Cooper Rush either, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. You're, you're welcome, Will. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. I did not put Malik Willis because I really... You I don't, don't think there's think, a chance, of course. I don't. I, I, Only I, if Tannehill I, gets hurt. Exactly. The They're not going to be bad enough, and Tannehill's not going to be bad enough, where you're going to... You guys think he'll be... You guys think he'll be a... Was he a wasted pick, or you think he'll be a good quarterback no, in the NFL? I, I, I don't think he'll be... I, I think he'll be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL, but like the Titans' game plan to win is Derrick Henry gets 25 carries for 180 in the touchdown, and... Tannehill throws for 160 and doesn't turn the ball over. He was drafted in the third round, right? Yeah. yeah. So can we call a third round pick a wasted pick? No, we can't. I guess not. I mean, that's any pick. It could be a wasted pick. I don't yeah, think yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. They took the. I guess you. That third round is like caught in between a wasted pick and quote unquote taking a flyer. I guess it's like that pick is still important. I, like, if it was a fourth-round pick, I'd say, oh, they took a flyer on him. If he was a second-round pick, I'd say it was a wasted pick. It's like thirds right in the middle there, you know? I mean, I, I agree to a certain extent with Tom when it comes to a wasted pick to compared to a non-wasted pick. When you draft a quarterback, when you have a quarterback that's just serviceable, it could be a wasted pick because you'd be like, maybe this guy could be our future. But if you choose, like, a skilled position player and be like, oh, this guy didn't pan out, that's not a wasted pick. Yeah, no, that's that's the only reason why I'm saying it. It's because it's a it's a quarterback. If you take any other position, you expect them yeah. to play in the third round. You expect them to play. At that point, though, the Titans already you know had had made selections, so I think he was the highest graded player on their board. So it's not. I don't think they just went and said, "Well, there's we're just going to take the quarterback." I think it's like, "Well, we could either take him or we could take somebody else we have the same grade on that plays a less impactful position." No, I agree. I just think. When you give I know up, what you're saying. I, I just think, in my opinion, if I'm the GM and I have Tannehill and he's not that old and he's and he's good enough to win you a playoff game on the road recently, 
it's just like we just lost our best wide receiver. Let's just take the best wide receiver right here and see if we can catch lightning in a bottle. That's how I would do it. Sure. I, I think they're they're looking at it from the standpoint of, well, we we have Ryan Tannehill. He can win us a playoff game. We're going to be decent, but he also has a ceiling. He's not going to be around forever. We don't have to rush this kid, and he might have the higher ceiling in a year or two than Tannehill does. So. No doubt. What do you think, Will? I mean, that's that's the whole thing when it comes to Tennessee. Is Ryan Tannehill going to win the Super Bowl? Or is he going to beat the Bills? Is he going to beat the Chiefs? Is he going to beat the Chargers? Is he going to beat those teams? No, he's not. So you're looking at what best. I think that's the whole thing with Tennessee is you're looking for that next future quarterback. Like obviously, you have the running back. You need weapons at wide receiver. You just lost A.J. Brown. Like Obviously, you drafted a guy in the first round, but you know first-round talents don't always pan out. But it's just like, yeah, we can win a playoff game and then get blown out in Kansas City by 30. Yeah, or right. we could get our quarterback of the future. I guess, I guess so, yeah. Because they're probably not going to be bad enough where they're drafting really high, right? Where yeah. Where those top quarterbacks is coming to them. And no, I guess they're taking a flyer. Right, well. so. I mean, also, if you think about it, minus the Colts, they play in a terrible division. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe we can get a home playoff game against a wild card team, and then we go to Kansas City or Buffalo, and we lose by 30. So it's like a double-edged sword kind of thing. Like, do we just – we're 500 team, but if we win this game, we're going to win the division. But you already screwed your draft pick anyway because you're picking 17. You're not going to get the top five quarterback at 17. No. I want to ask you guys about um, Justin Fields and where are you guys – fall on him and where do you think he's he's going to be this year and going forward well you're the guest let's start with you and then Tom. so listen i, I love justin fields uh, he, and i think he's been dealt a shit hand mm. and you know it it's not by his choosing obviously but i mean you have a below average offensive line you have a good running back in david montgomery but your best your best offensive weapon is darnell mooney who's a good receiver but he's not a number it's one like a three it's like a yeah, good he, three. He, yeah, he's a good three on good teams, and then your tight end is Cole Komet. Like, it, I mean, he's been I, – I would love to see what he would do on a team with some weapons. I, I, I feel like he's going to be a decent quarterback, but, like, he was given a shit draw, just like Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Like, mm-hmm. your your best playmaker is Christian Kirk or LaVentius Le, Chenault or whatever his name is. Like, it's kind of a – a double-edged sword. So I, I you know, I, I'm never going to say I feel bad for the guy because he makes millions of dollars, but like he's going to be kicked off the Bears when he has no potential. But would you be surprised if he went to New Orleans and he has all these weapons and he's good? I wouldn't be surprised. What about you, Tom? I'm right there with Will. Two double-edged swords references within 30 seconds. That's hot. Um, I'll take. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I'm I'm right there with Will. He's he's got the shit under the stick. He could definitely be better with his accuracy, but he can really rip it and he can run like the wind. Um, but again, like he's just in a shit situation, and the Bears just fucking suck. Like they are one of the low key because of Jacksonville and Cleveland and Houston. Nobody's talking about them. They are one of the worst run organizations in football, and. This rebuilding thing that they're doing, especially because they lost Allen Robinson to the Los Angeles Rams, is going to be like a couple year thing. And I don't know if Fields is ever going to is going to make it through it 
because you know they're going to fire their coaches and whatnot again. And then we end up in a Danny Dimes, Sam Darnold situation where does he make it through because he's not performing, but it's not his fault because he doesn't have the talent around him. And I just don't think we'll ever get there. No, I don't either. I, I, I mean, I'm not. It's sad too because he would, he's got so hey, much potential. No yeah, he's got potential, but there's no talent around him. I want to see what you do with talent around him. I was high on him when he came out of the uh, out of Ohio State, but the more I've thought about him and the little bit I saw him play last year, again, you know the circumstance, so you're not trying to you're not trying to blame him all that much. But you know, another Ohio State quarterback. Yep, there's, and he's there's not been a lot of ones that have been good in the pros. He's yeah, got exactly. a lot. He's got a lot of physical talents, but like I, I I've obviously watched football. He does not. He stares down the number one option, wide receiver. He does not go through his reads, and he doesn't throw an accurate short or intermediate pass, which is like those are the two most important things in the NFL. But also, you know, and a little question to you guys to think about. If he's in New York with the Giants instead of Daniel Jones, he does better than he does in Chicago. And if he's in Miami instead of Tua, he does better than he does in Chicago. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I, yeah, I still don't know if he's like the guy. I don't think he's all that good. But obviously, you know, just like all these other guys, it's hard to a hundred percent, you know, shit on him for it. I mean, you look at Darnold, right? Like he had three new, he had three systems in three years and two head coaches. Daniel Jones is in his third straight year of a different system, like with his third head coach in four years. Like those are not, those are not scenarios that are conducive to being a successful quarterback in this league, no matter how good or bad you might be. I mean, with we, your own skill set. We could go through the list. How many? How many quarterbacks have have overcome that? None. You know, I can't. I can't think of any. I mean, if if the things if things don't go well in Jacksonville, maybe Trevor Lawrence could be the first guy just based off of his incredible talent. If things don't go well this year and another coach gets fired, but like even even so, with that, it's just these these organizations that are pathetic are just absolutely wasting all this talent. I mean, I have one. What's he that? Wore number nine. He wore number nine for the Cowboys. Went from Bill Parcells to Wade Phillips to Jason Garrett. Oh. Years fan. Mm. He had an okay career. They also had. They also always had talent. Oh, they had weapons. A hundred percent had weapons. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I, I thought you meant it on. But that's the few. thing. They right. had. They at least they checked one box. No, they they checked one box, and Tony Romo made the best of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Romo was very, very, very good. He was a top one to two tier quarterback pretty much every year. His best years, maybe you know, towards the bottom of one, but usually always in that middle of two. Yep. But. Yeah, you're right, but they always, I mean, they had Terrell Owens, they they always were really, really Jason good. Witten, yeah. Roy Williams. Yeah, they had the weapons. Oh, no, I'm probably going to trash. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but that but time he did run a really far distance without a helmet. That's Jason Witten. No, Roy Williams did that, too. I think you're thinking in Detroit, actually. That Maybe he did it in Detroit. I just know he did it in the NFL. Yeah. So, but go. when he came to Dallas, he was trash. But I have another name and situation I want to talk to you guys about and get your opinion. So this is the third straight year that the Colts are trying with another former team's franchise quarterback, and this year it's Matt Ryan. They tried it with obviously Philip Rivers, then they tried it with Wentz last year, and now they're going with Matt Ryan. Where I mean, they have a great offensive line. They have Taylor. They have weapons. I think. What do you guys uh, think about that pairing right there. Me personally, I think this is the best one out of the three. Um, I think 
Rivers was literally on his last legs. He retired after that, and he still made the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they lost the Bills. Um, fucking Wentz stinks. I haven't been. I, I've never been a Wentz guy. He fucking stinks, and he plays small. I mean, go look up the Colin Coward backwards hat theory if you want to laugh when he makes fun of oh, him because he wears funny. his hat backwards. Um, Colin Coward is honestly like. He's gold. I don't know what comp he is to any of like political news pundits, but he's he's really up there now in terms of sports. Yeah, um, I just think I think Matt Ryan out of the out of the retreads, whatever you want to call him, bringing in a veteran guy. The Colts just trying to find somebody without having to be having to suck and go through the draft. I think Ryan's the best one. I think he's got the most left in the tank. Um, and I honestly I think he could, and I I. Did I put him in that tier? I think he could win you a playoff game. Is he going to win you the Super Bowl? Probably not at this point in his career. I don't feel it, but I think he's definitely going to be the best out of the last two or whatever, the last, including himself, the last three. How Will? about you, Wilkes? Which, which quarterback, Wentz? No, Matt oh, Ryan. Boy. Oh, Wait. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. We're talking about, obviously, the Colts. But like, yeah, the Colts thanks, for, thanks for being a part. Thanks, thanks Sean. Thanks, Sean. We were Snapchatting. Um, no, I wasn't. I was answering. It worked. But the the whole thing with the Colts is you, you, you get these guys that were good on other teams, but like the Colts' game plan is give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. That's your game plan. They have no outside weapons. Like, uh, what's his name? Michael Pittman Jr. is the best receiver. And then what do you have? Mo Alley Cox and Jack Doyle, maybe? Like, I don't know how they're going to. You can put any quarterback in there, but I wouldn't say any, but. You're, you're getting these guys at the end of their career and you're expecting to win the division and win playoff games. I just, you know, obviously Matt Ryan's been to a Super Bowl. Phil Burris has had a lot of success in his career. Carson Wentz has had some success in his career. But when it comes down to it, like game on the line and it's third and eight, you're not going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. You're, you're expecting Paris Campbell to make a fucking catch on third and eight. Like it's that that's what where the Colts are at right now. Yeah, I never think. never thought about oh, it like ahead, that. Sam. That they didn't. I mean, he's right. They they don't have they don't have a lot of standout weapons. I mean, you look at you look at the guys that I mean, mine is you know mine is Philly because Philly's been in wide receiver hell since I was about seventeen. But if you if you think about it, like Matt Ryan's had Julio Jones, and I can just say Julio Jones over and over in his prime. The Colts have <laughs> Calvin Ridley, for, Roddy White. Yeah, Cal, the, the the Colts have T Y Hilton for six games until he gets hurt. That's that's what they have. That's their wide receiver. So I mean, who are you throwing to on third and ten when you with two minutes left? I think it's tough because I, I think that he has to share a lion's share of the blame when it comes to why the Falcons just for whatever reason, despite the weapons and the names that they had, were not good teams and not putting up points. But I also think you know Julio Jones. We do this with great players. We don't acknowledge it in the time when they kind of fall off a cliff. And those last few years in Atlanta, he was hurt and not productive. They have had bad offensive lines, really, since that Super Bowl year. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be shit on a little bit, because he does. But I think, Tom, I, I, I agree with you. Out of the three straight years now that the Colts have tried this, he's the best option. And, yeah, they don't have the best weapons. But I still think that when push comes to shove, he's capable of making a guy or two a little bit better than what they've been. Uh, and obviously, uh, well, you're right. I mean, that seems going to. I mean, I, I agree. I 100% agree with what you're saying, Sean. But if I'm the Colts GM 
And instead of you have one of the best young offensive lines in football, you have a young running back that's not even in his prime yet. Why wouldn't you start Sam Ellinger? Just start him. I don't think they start. think he's very good. I mean, that's again. Yeah, but don't waste the, don't waste the picks and anything to get Philip Rivers, to get Carson Wentz, to get Matt Ryan. Use that on a star wide receiver that you could have gotten in the first round. Like if they didn't waste those picks on what, what was it? It was Philip Rivers. I yep. think Rivers signed it. Did they trade for him, or was he a free agent? I believe they. I believe I know for a fact they traded for Carson Wentz. I don't remember yes. with Rivers. So I don't know if I don't know if the years match up, but just think about it in, in perspective. If you didn't trade for Carson Wentz and you said start Sam Ellinger and you have four wins or whatever, and you have the sixth pick, imagine Jalen Waddle on that team. Yeah, but and again, then, like, but then they, it is a quarterback league. You need a quarterback, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to slam the reset button. Just well, it's also tough playing that division. Like, that's you're gonna win it. that division. You're gonna win that division with nine wins, True. and then you're gonna get blown out in the first round but by a team that has twelve winning wins. A division or getting to the playoffs, and that's better than being a middling team. And maybe, but is it, but is it really? Mind. If you think about it, is it really? Yeah. Like, you know, as a Giants fan, as you know. Is it really, you know, go past the seven, you know, seventeen games? Is it really worth winning the the NFC East at nine or, or nine and seven, and then? Yeah, because you never a, know what can happen. I mean, that that's the. Thing. I understand you that. Mean, I don't know. I'm like, taking. I'm going to take Will's side on this one just because of the experience as a Cowboys fan who lo- who makes the playoffs and loses every year, Sean. Yeah, we're going to. We're looking at it from Giants and Jets. Sure, but I'll look at it from the Giants' perspective of ten and six, nine and seven, and we're not the best teams and still won and. And when you can make the playoffs, it's better than unless you're going to suck. Yeah, you're gonna be I mean, you know, my, okay, you, you're going back to the Giants Super Bowl years, which is you know, which usually Giants fans do when they win five games a year. But like, minus. Oh, those you're two, right, because I've really talked them up this pot about. How <laughs> yeah. gonna be. So minus those two teams, can you tell me another team that finished nine and seven and is like in a Super Bowl, like winning, like down to the last two minutes, has a chance to win the Super Bowl? Uh, that Steelers team in 2005 was not, was, they barely won the play. They barely got in the playoffs. My whole point is you just said the Steelers in 2005 were in 2022. So 17 years. All right, well, you asked me to give you an example and I did. I'm just saying 17 years ago, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's like teams, like you go nine and eight, you win your division. That's awesome. Great. You get to host the playoff game. Even if you win that playoff game, then you go to another team that's 13 and three and you get shit on. But don't you think, though, and, and like we're just arguing semantics here. I'm not really – I don't really care one way or another, but when you look at a team's perspective, like they're they're clearly trying to they're, – they're saying we're going to capitalize on a bad division. It's better to yeah, make the playoffs. I agree we only have a shelf life here. So I also think – drafted, but we don't think he's very good. I also think that the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are valuing Matt Ryan a lot higher than we were – than we are. Sure. I, I mean, think that they think. Yeah, I think that all three of them, they were convinced that they could win with them. Yeah, but the whole thing is though, the the Colts screwed themselves because yeah, is Matt Ryan going to win you games? Of course he is. But when it comes to the playoffs, Matt Ryan's not going to win you games, and then you're going to waste your whole young offensive line and probably one of the best running backs in football is prime by wasting your time to finish whatever and getting the 18th pick. You're not going to get a top tier quarterback in the 18th pick. I agree with that. I. I I don't like mediocrity as a as a like Knicks one, fan. One, I agree yeah. with that, but one playoff win does not equal, you know, subbing your future because you want to win the division and win one playoff game. That's mediocre. You don't want to be mediocre. 
as like I know. Sam Ellinger plays and he plays poorly and they win four games, but other teams win two or three or one and they're not drafting one of the top quarterbacks or even if they do, you just wasted, you truly wasted a, a season of your prime offensive yeah, line. But also if you finished fourth, if you, if you got the fourth pick in the draft and there's two top quarterbacks that could be your franchise quarterback, you're going to tell me that as the Colts, which have a phenomenal offensive line, a good run young, a good young running back, you're not going to say, "Hey, I'll give you this fourth pick and my first pick next year for number two. The Colts would do that in a heartbeat to get a quarterback that they could be their franchise quarterback. You still have a great offensive line. You still have a great running back. You work this guy in. Now this offensive line's in their prime. The running back's in their prime. The quarterback's probably a year away. The Colts are more than just winning that division. They're winning one, two, getting to the AFC Championship game. I hear you, but that's not how front offices think. No, they they think. Unfortunately, they think for now in certain situations. And this is why the three of us are doing podcasting, and we're not working in front offices. Well, we yeah. well the problem with us is that unfortunately the the front offices don't own the team, and they have to deal with a, a an owner such as Jim Ursay, who is a fucking lunatic. Who, if we came <laughs> at him with this, he'd be like, "Well, what about this year?" And then he would fire us. Right. And then we'd be yeah. back right to where we are. Well, because remember last year, the Colts were one of the best teams in the second half of the year up until those final three weeks. Yep. They were they were in the driver's seat of a playoff spot. And then Ursay swore Carson himself Wentz. off of Carson Wentz, if you don't remember. Oh, I remember. That's why he's not there. Anymore. He didn't swear himself off of the off of the pills, off of the pills and driving, but he swore himself <laughs> off of Carson Wentz. Sorry, I had to take a shot there. Had to. No, it's fair. That's fair. I like the shot. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that about wraps it up. Do we want to say anything? Because we're all Yankees fans here. It's the only thing we're all fans of together. Um, do we want to say anything about the Yankees, or should we just put the 2022 season to bed? What do you think? No, I think we need. To, I think we need to say something. The bullpen's trash. That ain't just the bullpen, man. The uh, whole. Also, we can't score runs. There yes. you go. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, so, man, it's a fucking joke. It's the same goddamn thing every year, Sean. We're saying temper expectations, then they get our dicks a little bit hard, and then, we, then we're right back where we fucking started. They were 50-17 at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, and that's what, that's what I wanted at the trade deadline. Get another pitcher. Get oh, they another did, pitcher. But he's not very good. Yeah. He's terrible. And Montana they traded one away. Well, because again, I, I, they didn't I want to use I top prospects. Montgomery. I would have. I'd rather kept Montgomery than get Montas. I mean, well, I just I hate the fucking hold on, hold on. First of all, the luxury tax thing. Fuck you, Cashman, or more realistically, fuck you, Steinbrenner, because we're gonna waste Garrett Cole's prime and whatever's left of Stanton and uh, and Judge. Judge's prime. Because we're fucking, we're half pregnant, and this is where half pregnant ends you up. And also, like, fuck you guys for holding on to these prospects. All it means is that you have potential, and potential equals you currently suck. Yeah, I've been hearing about Dominguez and Volpe for the last three years, but they're still in minor league baseball. The, the biggest thing that should have turned their minds around is you look at what was supposed to be after the 2017 season when they lost to Houston. You should have had... It was going to be a core of Aaron Judge, Greg Bird, Aaron Hicks, Gary Sanchez, and Glaber Torres. 
And by the way, none of those guys outside of Aaron Judge will probably be Yankees heading into the 2023 season. And that was who you were building your future around. So they're it's not a, learning from past. You know, let's I learn from our mistakes here. Jesus Christ. So, obviously, you guys love my comps, so I'm going to make a comp here. Minus the 27 championships in the last 10 years, the Dallas Cowboys are the New York Yankees of baseball and the New York Rangers of hockey. That's who they are. Well, Tom, you you were right when you said they're half pregnant because you can't say they're cheap. I think they're the second or third highest payroll in baseball, but look at their decisions. They decide that Gary Sanchez finally sucks. We've known that's great. You, you get we'll knew that for a long time. Right, but you also you use you you want Isaiah Kiner Falefa so bad that you're willing to take on the twenty five million fifty total for two years of Josh fucking Donaldson. Who's hitting two twenty two? Grand Slam the other day. I he's mean, hitting two twenty two. He's awful, and Kiner Falefa is is a is is a bad shortstop. He's not a good shortstop at all. I don't think he's even that much better than what Torres was last year. He has no power. No, he so, makes he makes like a lot of flashy, cool plays, but like the routine plays, it's like you fucking like your gut drops because he might throw two hop one to fucking Rizzo. Rizzo. saved his ass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the same thing. Watching Donaldson now, it's like watching Miguel and Duhart at third base, and when the ball's hit to him, you're like, oh my God, please make the throw, please make the throw. And then he throws into the fourth row. Yeah. No, it's bad. And that's the thing, right? And, you know, they, they technically upgraded. I wasn't – I mean, it looks bad because you didn't get another starter in Herman's pitching every fifth day. But I was getting a little sick of Montgomery. His numbers were good, but his last few starts were pretty rough. And he and Tyone are the kings of your team gives you some runs. And, and they, they give it right back. Yeah. give some right back. No, I agree. Uh, it's you, just uh, – I'm sorry. I mean, well, go ahead. So this is what I said, and you guys can disagree with me as we're talking Yankees. Come playoffs, Trevino's catching, mm-hmm. Rizzo is at first, Glaber is at second, um, Kiner Falefer is at short. Because we don't have another option. Exactly. LeMahieu's at third, Stanton's in left, Bader is in center, yep. Judge is in right, and then pick whoever you want to DH. I, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't argue. I can't argue with that. I mean, that's that's. No. That's also, their best to be lineup. With you, like come playoff time, I really wouldn't mind Marwin Gonzalez playing shortstop over Kyle Fluffer. They won't do it. They, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Both the plate, though. He I wouldn't mind. It. I, w- I wouldn't mind it, but they would never do it. I honestly, uh, honestly, here's a hot take because Sean, you already said it. I wouldn't mind them sticking Marwin Gonzalez at third base, DJ Lemayhew at second, and just throwing Glaber back to short. Yeah, that's another thing they won't do. No, they won't. They continue but... to say that they like Kiner Falefa's range. Well, here we are with fucking Cashman again, saying he exactly. just just not Cashman admitting is, when he's wrong. Cashman has the most stubborn personality when it comes to players because he will do anything in his power to make sure Miguel Andujar never gets an opportunity to play. I don't get why is I mean he must Yeah, but also But Aaron be, Hicks will be your starting center fielder. All the 210 time. average of him. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And but Connor also Falefa will continue to play shortstop hitting 271 or whatever with one home run. Yep. And mediocre and mediocre defense. I mean, like, you had you had Glaber Torres. I'd rather Glaber Torres play short, make the same amount of effort uh, errors that Connor Falefa did, but hit 15 home runs more. And Torres has been abysmal the last month. Yeah, I mean, everybody's been abysmal. Well, yeah, and I mean, if you look back at those wins, it's just like, aside from great bullpen pitching and and better starting pitching than what we've seen 
you know, in the second half, I guess you could say, this lineup was held together by fucking, it was a, it was a house of cards, which honestly, I feel like we were saying, Sean, like Stanton and Judge doing everything, you know what I mean? And obviously yeah, there's Stanton a little Rizzo, Rizzo tucked in there. Were, were ridiculous. Well, I knew we were in trouble when we went out to Seattle and Seattle called up a guy from AAA who had a 70 ERA in the MLB and he gave up four hits and no runs in six innings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. So well, boys, and two is like there's only so many games you can win. I mean, all the 50-50 games they were winning, and yep. you look at through basically the All Star break, they had really no significant injuries at all. Well, now they're all coming in. Of course, because that's right? it. I mean, everybody King, gets injured in a 162 yeah, game season. Here that killed them, and then also Stanton being out, which we know Carpenter being hurt now, mm-hmm. and then they're starting pitching for a long time. Were the old, was the only rotation where only five guys made starts, like, through June. Well, what's scary alone is the fact that, given, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but the fact that we were that reliant on Matt Carpenter. I mean, sure. yeah, it's a great story that, yeah, you know, he's... Yeah, but if he played, like, trash, where would we be? No, of course, and that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's just scary the fact that this team needs to be that reliant on a fucking Matt Carpenter, a guy who was DFA'd like two years ago. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and it's you know it's been the Yankees for less since we've been fans. It's home run or nothing. Like, yeah, look at the Rays. Since you since know, the since Judge double, since Judge had that big year. Uh, his rookie season, what was that, in 2017, it's been the same story every single year. It's deja vu all over again. And that's why Sean and I started the season saying temper, temper expectations, and then they started playing with our balls and tickling our assholes with 50 I mean, and 17. Yeah, we were definitely. talking about them as the 1998 comps up until like six weeks ago. That's yeah, how good they were. And they've fallen but, off you know, you look the at, worst look cliff ever. You look at these teams with these low payroll, payrolls, like the Rays. Obviously, they're not as good as they usually are this year. Even but, fucking Baltimore. Yeah, but like if you if you look at if you watch these team plays, and I have because I watch MLB Network, or whatever. If seven eight nine is up, the guy gets a the seven hitter gets a double. The eight batter the eight batter bunts him to third. The nine batter hits a sack fly. That's a run. The Yankees don't fucking do that. Well, they well they they have the guys to do that. I mean, they they have made a concerted effort to add more. Uh, bats and ball. I mean, even Donaldson up until this year, he's never been this bad uh, from a batting. But they just game. don't even, even do even it. Rizzo is down batting average wise. I mean, I'll take Rizzo's home runs, obviously. But yeah, Kyner though was supposed to be a three hundred plus hitter. He's not. Ben Intendi has been Joey Gallo since they've gotten him, and he was also Joey Gallo killing it in L.A. right now. We uh, knew that. We called that. Are you crazy? Yeah. We called that shit. We knew. It. Everybody knew it. Was he could have went to the Cincinnati Reds. He would be killing it. Anywhere but the Yankees. He could have gone to the Mets. He could have taken the subway across town. It really is so frustrating when you look at the decisions that the front office makes because it is the epitome of half pregnant. Again, you want to upgrade the rotation. You get Montas, which I'm fine with. Montas is a good pitcher. But you weren't willing to trade your top prospects for Luis Castillo, and those top prospects aren't even up on the major league roster right now. Yeah. In positions that they need. They they can't have a a guy at shortstop as bad as Connor Falefa and a guy in center as bad as Aaron Hicks. Because also, if you think about it, even when we lose in the second round to the Astros, it's 
Are you gonna, are we gonna see Volpe at any time next year? No. That was gonna be my but next question. Peraz is not even up, and I don't know if you guys seen what he's doing in AAA, but he hits a home run every goddamn game. That was gonna be my question: Is do you guys honestly think any of those three will be on the team to start next year, first game out no. of spring training? Peraza, unless Peraza is traded, I think he will be because Torres will be gone. Kyle yeah. Kalefa, they'll realize is not a starter. Well, it's taking them a fucking long. Maybe the one guy, but like Volpe and and Dominguez, like, are they going to be up next year? No, come on. No, but like, they're far away. They're I understand away. they're Dominguez far away. That's why you trade for them right now. Single away. Single. He's struggling right now. But this is why you have these fucking prospects so that you can trade them. I mean, seriously, it's just again, it's half pregnant. It's the same thing since if I put on a game from fucking 2018, where I put on yesterday's game and I didn't put any dates or anything up and you didn't and you didn't and I took the numbers off the backs of the players would you be able to tell me what year you're watching what what no. game this is no, it's the same the fucking yeah. thing I mean what was it four years ago Cameron Maven's batting third Cameron fucking Maven I know I, I and, and, and honestly, won the division that year. Yeah, and honestly, though, that's the only way you can put it is, is legitimately they're literally half pregnant. And, Will, you want to talk about mediocre? And I understand, and, Sean, you say this all the time, they're not mediocre because they no, won 100 games. Of course they're not. But, like, it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, but also you can, you can go 103 and whatever and lose in the second-round playoffs. Who cares? Same thing as the Patriots when they play the Giants. You go 16-0 and you lose to a team that has it's, 10 wins. It's more so in – it's more so – in other sports, because you do see teams like Houston that continuously roll through the playoffs because they have the formula that other teams don't. But it's frustrating as hell because they're not mediocre. You know rationally they're good, no matter how bad they can be playing at times. But it doesn't matter because they just leave so much to be desired. There it is. Every time it yeah, just feels like, like they know, leave like, fucking uh, 10 hits also, on the field. Also, exactly, but also... It's the the way the Yankees play baseball is not baseball. That's why the Astros are good. I've watched the Astros the other day. How many times they do a hit and run or a fucking delayed but dude, steal? Let's be fair. The Yankees were doing that in the first half of the season. They were. okay, and look were look what they were doing. Bust. Yeah, but look what they were in the first half of the season. Now they changed their ways in the second half of the season. Well, it, they also haven't had guys that have that have been good. I mean, not having Stanton kills them because it's also ve- it's them. also well, it's also real. It's difficult to do a fucking hit and run when nobody can even get on base. That's very true. And the starting 100%. pitching is so, and the starting pitching has been pretty bad. Where yep. you're not, you're Mine, not gonna. You're to not be gonna honest, mine is Nestor. To be honest, yeah, why you're, you're not going to try to do a hit and run. I mean, and by the way, too, when they have tried, have you guys seen them run the bases of late? Everything, Sean, everything is bad. Three straight innings of getting run off the base paths with runner on second to start an inning. In their but I feel yeah, like we talked crazy about this last year. On a, a ball's hit, you're on second base. Ball's hit to a line drive to the shortstop of second baseman. The guy's halfway down the third base line. What are you doing? And it's so weird because all of this shit was why they were winning so many games early. And their bullpen was impeccable. Their starting staff was intact. They were a pretty healthy team. And they were doing this hit and run. And they were making contact. And they were creating these big innings. And now it's just like they straight up forgot how to play baseball. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, you know, you you reference Benintendi, who, like you said, has been Joey Gallo since he came over here. Is this is this fucking like team he's in the clubhouse a, just toxic? He's almost a career hundred, almost a career three hundred hitter. 
Yeah. Is this is well, that, this is this clubhouse I, I, just for, toxic? Is it like is everybody just being brought down right now? Is that what it is? I think it's part of that. I, I mean, you know, when you see guys like Gallo, they had no choice but to trade him. But part of the reason they held on to him as long as they did was because that there was clearly a lot of good chemistry in that clubhouse. We as fans kind of shit on that because we're not in there and we only look at production. I don't, at I this point, I'm not shitting on it. I'm grassing for straws here. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's wrong. Like if we traded Everything. Joey Gallo for a bag of baseballs, I'd be happy. Oh, they got, I mean, they were able to get a decent prospect. But it, it, <laughs> yeah, but it's so funny because I heard it because it was like the Dodgers, like 17th ranked prospect, which equals the Yankees' eighth best prospect, did not make me happy. No, but it was after all the trades, too. Yeah, no, 100%. But, like, it's just, let's let's put out the same team every year and maybe it'll work this year. That's the I think thing. That they, they clearly banked on Donaldson being what Donaldson always has been, and, and he's been an absolute Donaldson failure. hasn't been that way since he played for Toronto. Uh, 2019, I think he had a great. He had a good year in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. But still, I mean, he he really did that, fall that, off last year. But also, that Atlanta team didn't just have an Aaron Judge; they had a Dansby Swanson, they had a Freddie Freeman, they had a Marcelo Zuna. They, you know, they had all these guys that could cover him in the lineup. Yeah, but he, yeah, but again, like he was really good. And speaking and of which, did you guys see the video of Marcelo Zuna's DUI? Oh, that was great. <laughs> I saw it. It's funny. He's got domestic violence and a DUI. He's really covering. Everything. Yeah, and he'll be in the starting lineup on Sunday. Yeah. Of course. But, no, and it sucks because they, they have tried to change things. I mean, obviously, they wanted better catching. I mean, Trevino was an all-star this year. He's been a godsend behind the plate. But, you know, they never blew leads with the bullpen. Well, with King being hurt. They haven't found somebody to take his role. Also, Holmes, Clay Holmes has fell yeah, off. Holmes looks human, which he was. And Chapman, Chapman's trash. Garbage. Yeah. Right. Now you're throwing 96 mile an hour straight. So. Yeah, and they've tried it with. They, they're trying, you know, Efros, and they're trying some of these other guys. Efros looked great, by the way. He really did. It's not. It's not King, and that's. That's part of the reason. Also, the the other thing is one of their big bullpen arms from last year sucks this year. Little Wise has been garbage. Yeah, he's been awful. And, and unpitchable in big spots. I mean, honestly, the Yankees have my brain twisted up so much into a pretzel that, like, usually I have an answer or a reason or maybe a solution. I mean, obviously, I solved the PGA Tour earlier this year. People are still fucking writing articles about it. Um, you mean the Live Tour? No, I, I solved the PGA you Tour the in PGA. order to, to combat the Live Golf Tour. Um, but Live Golf, by the way, if you're offering contracts, talk to my agent. Um you can you can pay me twenty grand to finish in last place and shoot plus seventeen. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll do. I'll be a journalist. I don't give a fuck. Pay me hundred <laughs> percent. Pay me like a hundred grand and I'll be over there. Sorry, um, but I mean, I I just my brain is so much in a pretzel with the Yankees. I really don't know how to solve it, and maybe it's just because they do the same thing every year. So it's like I don't even know what to say. This is what they try to do. Cashman tries to win every single trade he makes. He's horrified of trading a top prospect away who could end up being the next Derek Jeter. Who scarred him? Like, what prospect What who? What prospect that he gave away broke his heart, Sean? And I know you're a Yankees historian. Can you put your finger on the guy that he traded that, like, is a Hall of know. Famer? I mean, I'm sure there's been some, but listen, I don't, I don't know. I just want to know Brian Cashman, my, my sports father, soon to be former sports father, if you keep this shit up. Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? Carl Pavano. <laughs> Randy Johnson. Yeah. 
Devin Brown, all on down the line. Sonny Gray. Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, that, that's the shit, though, right? Where the I think what's most frustrating for fans is there's easy solutions where you can change. I mean, Peraza should be up. He he has he has nothing else to prove. In I think he's actually up. He played today. I think. No, that's Cabrera. Oh, made a nice catch though. Yep. Yeah. They have the same so first name, right? Oswald. They, there's Oswald Peraza and he's a shortstop. Peraza's a shortstop, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like they called up this kid who's fun. He's he can play everywhere and he brings some energy. But it's like he's there. Like 15th best prospect. He's like, like that kid that they brought up last year that was from the Bronx that you oh, knew Velasquez, was was yeah. never gonna stick around, but it was like a cool moment. Like, don't give me that. Give me somebody that's gonna fucking put a spark in the lineup. The here. Thing, right? It's like you just take the L on Kiner Falefa. It's not a big deal. You can save your season by bringing up Peraza because there's well, no if things if Sean, if things go the way fucking they do with Cashman, I mean, look at Hicks. Kiner Fluff is our shortstop for the next four years. Yeah, I know you're not wrong. And yet they love him. Also, my, you know, my thing is, if I was the GM of the Yankees, you have this huge thing. You were at, what seventy and thirty four at one point, or whatever you were. Yeah. Why not bring up uh, Dominguez, uh, Volpe? Well, they're Peraza. not ready. They're not ready. No, it doesn't matter. But at bro. least bring you up Peraza. Six, you, you have a 16.5 game lead in the division? Like, let's see what these guys have, at least at the major league level. Well, they're not going to do that at that point because if you're winning every day, it doesn't. there's no reason to do it. Why, there, when there's a reason to do it is when you're losing. And the division lead is now down to eight. And yeah, it was 16.5. Now it's eight. Yeah, it's now down to eight. So well, Would you be surprised mid-September it's down to three and a half? I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose the division lead by mid by September. Uh, we're looking at a. We're looking at a last year. I mean, I don't remember what the what the record was last year when the Mets had the most games in first place and then didn't make the playoffs. But I think the Yankees would definitely break it this year. They would. They'll make the playoffs because they're already. Their yeah. record is so much better than a lot of those. Other yeah. Teams. I mean, I see it now, and you guys can agree with me. We lose the division somehow, get a wild card, and Cole gives up four runs in the first inning. I can see it right now. I do take some shit. I I, I don't. I, I I do get a little pissed when it's like when people are just quick to bounce on Cole. It's like in 2020 he was amazing in the playoffs. We just forget about that because there were no fans in the stands, and he had one horrible game against Boston. No, but nothing he does in the regular season fucking matters with him. I don't care if he gives up eight runs to Seattle in an August start or pitches a shutout in in September with a 10 game lead. Like he's going to be judged on what he does in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is why we give him shit, regardless if he has a good start or not, is because we're paying $330 million. Uh, you're not paying anything. <laughs> no. The Yankees are paying. You know what I mean, though. He's getting $32 million okay, a but year. Roger Clemens got shelled in playoff games and in, in regular season games. Andy Pettit gets shelled in playoff games. Like, we need to get there. And he's been – he had one awesome postseason with three great starts, and he had one horrible start in Boston. No, I agree. I, I'm Cole. Cole and Judge I mean, might be. I was just talking about Yankee fans in general. We're not paying him thirty-two million dollars to give up six runs to a struggling Mariners team who's give, who's no, you're averaging not, three you're runs. Also, a game. They're also the same fans who, if he went out and shoved, you're not going to give him any credit because that's what he's supposed to. Do. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to. Do. That's what we paid him for. So it's it's just like talk no. to me in October. He's going to be judged in October. He's not gonna of be course, hundred percent. Of course, but I, I, I don't the, Cole Cole and Judge, honestly, right now are the only two people and Judge it's wavering because he's been not great the la 
part of this wins part of this losing streak, but aside from the walk off grand slam, which will be a nothing if we don't start winning, um, they're the only two guys I have any confidence in at all whatsoever of on this course. team. But the only guys I think you'd rather have than Cole are probably Scherzer, DeGrom, and Verlander. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I could go I could go look a few things over, but I, that's a good list. Go to uh to to end the night off, boys. Uh Gary Sanchez is batting two seventeen with ten dangers for the Slam Sisters. <laughs> hey, he's double digit home runs, dude. Okay. Two seventeen. What's Trevino doing? Okay. I already gave you your fucking props, so that's oh, enough. I'm gonna take that props to my grave when you guys you guys embarrass me. You're like, oh, Wilson Contreras, you got your mind? How's he? Hit? He he made the All Star team this year, didn't he? Yeah, he's he All Star. Yeah, yeah. That was also before the 2020 season, and Sanchez has had three pretty good. I mean, listen, Sean. There's no reason to defend our takes. We were wrong. He was right. Enough we were of that. Wrong for sure. But let's also use context. <laughs> so um here's a hot take right now. Oh top one. three top three MVP votes, Derek Carr. Mark it down. Mark like it down. I mean that, that coincides with your other with your other pretty well there. I fucking love Derek Carr. Is he gonna no. Will, are you gonna contribute to the Substack? Will will Tom let you contribute to the Substack with any of these bets? Oh yeah, I'll jump in a frozen lake. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's that my Substack's the gambling thing, which by the way, Sean, I went 5 for 5 2 days ago. Oh, I saw. I've been I've been following it every day, my friend. Yesterday I went, I think I went like 2 for 3. So, we're we're staying hot. Today I went uh today I didn't put anything up on the Substack, but personally I went 4 for 5. Bassett gave us a hard effort, but he only had 4Ks, I believe. Out of I had him for 6, but everybody else hit. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm, I've been doing pretty well in the last fucking month because I've been betting against the Yankees, so it works. Yeah, that, that's been a surefire bet now. Yep. I'm, I'm waiting for Baltimore coming in and just Baltimore money line. But I am back. Yeah. Announcement. I am back up to plus three grand since the Warriors, um, the Warriors finals. So that's pretty good. We need the Yankees to follow your trend. Have a little downstretch and then come back hot. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, I respect that. I don't see I don't I, I don't see it happening, man. There this lineup was a house of cards. Well with Stanton coming back next week, hopefully that changes, but I hope so. Little. I hope so. All right, boys. Well we thanks for coming on, Will. Really Anytime, appreciate fellas. it. You Enjoy did a great it. job today. Well, um, we'll have to have Will, you on. You're gonna for... join us for the uh, for our preview show, right? Absolutely. Of course. Well that's gotta be coming soon because we're we're what yep. couple weeks out? Uh, three two weeks, weeks out. out. Yeah, three weeks out. Yeah, about three weeks out. Yep. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, it's about we're we're just under the two hour mark. It's been fun. We'll finish it with Zach Wilson's a dog.